has a pillow that Matthew's smothering himself with. Oh god! It's a big damn cast. Uh, uh, a new podcast that's just arrived on the scene. Yeah, uh, this is the first episode. Of the this. first ever episode. Well, there's a one. There's a one in the number. There is somewhere. Uh, what's up with that? It's a one and two zero. So we've got like we know we're gonna make it to triple figures. So we put the two zeros first. This is this is yeah. There's only three occasions where those three numbers will be in the title card, mm. and this is the third and final one. Well, that was fun, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the big cast. <laughs> the end. See you later. Bye. Welcome everybody uh, to Become Cast. I am Chris. Mm, that's smart, Johnson. Uh, I am uh, Matt, drinking a pint of cold brew through a straw. Watson. That's not even. It's not even a lie. It's, it's factual. There it is. There's the cold brew. Cold brew. What's uh, up with that? What is up with that? That's a good question. Welcome to the 100th episode. It's pretty loose and fancy free this week because we wanted to Just ask like you guys, my butthole. Ask you guys uh, who stuck here for the last 100 odd eps, for which we're very grateful, you swines. Yeah. Um, what have been your favourite moments? You've been emailing in. We've got a bunch of emails to look through. We've got bits and pieces of news. We've got some bollocks tweets. We've got a couple of little debates. Actual bollocks week. tweets. We got, we may as, some of them may as well Aye. be. May as well be pictures of testies. Sweet, salty, fun. Testy tweets. That's sick. Tweet sticles. Okay, that's better. Tweet sticles. We've got some tweet sticles. What's up with that? What's, What's up? up with that? So in case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, just before this, I forced Matt to watch an SNL. He actually watch. forced me at gunpoint. What up with that sketch from like five years ago? And they're wonderful. And I, I argue that Keenan Thompson is one of the finest comedy performers working today. I mean, wonderful is a strong word, but I enjoyed it. Got Robert De Niro in for five minutes just to sit there and look annoyed. He's not doing anything else, is he? Let's be honest. I mean, that's you know the most recent episode of SNL. He popped up in the opening, yeah. cold open. So that's that's, that's, all that's all he's got going on. He's got nothing else going on. And Lindsay Buckingham, <laughs> my dear friend Lindsay Buckingham. Well, he's left Fleetwood Mac, so he ain't got anything. Well, he's been fired from Fleetwood Mac. So. Has he? Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry, guys. Derailing the news for a second. <laughs> Why? Because they've been wanting to go out on tour for ages and yeah. they keep putting it back because of Lindsay Buckingham but he's not doing anything he just keeps wanting to put the tour back so they were like oh, oh fuck off we'll go on tour without you then so he's been fired from Fleetwood Mac <laughs> yeah because like so that the rest of them yeah. can take it on tour because the like, hell the place is in then they, they've got like another singer and another guitarist they've got like three new people Fair enough. I suppose I suppose it's like but they, well, well, I suppose the, it's like when Guns N' Roses change vocalists and stuff and they, you just have to get used to well, it well they released a statement being like um, we're a band and we play and we've not and played. And Lindsay's been stopping us from doing that, so we fired him. Fair enough. <laughs> We're a band. We, we go on tour. That's what we do. And then they'll all make. <laughs> then they'll make it into a business thing. Because in about five years' time, whatever, he'll go. Oh, go on! I'll do it. Oh, and then it'll be on. the reunion tour, and everyone the, will the, pay the, out the, the, the other other reunion tour. Yeah. Well. There you go. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um, you see, you say you say he got fired, but I heard it was just rumours. Oh, 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 fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, why have I done a hundred of these? Because you love a bit of... Sorry, I should rephrase that. How have I done a hundred of these <laughs> and not throttled you? Not, not on mic. Well, I suppose. <laughs> and not fatally. No. Just sort of... Never looking me in the eye as well. No, well I always find a bit... I'm doing it from behind. That's true. Uh, <laughs> oh, Christ. Speaking of doing it from hey! behind... Um, this week, I can't even segue that into any of the news items. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, rumours are abound because there's been uh, another like press conferencey thing where companies are announcing bits and pieces. Specifically, Sony this week, we got first look at, let's start with the trailer, 
Mowgli. Mowgli. Andy, Andy Circus's long gestating Jungle Book adaptation. Yeah. That was meant to come out like in the early 2010s and then was mm-hmm. going to come out in 2016. And then a Disney version of the Jungle Book, a live action adaptation of their animated movie, came out that year. So this one was originally still going to come out at the end of that year. And then they put it back. And now we're getting it. And it's finished. And it's got an amazing cast, just like the Disney Jungle Book. It's one of those where you're like, oh my god, that cast playing everyone is incredible. And especially, you know, the cast of the animals. Um, As opposed to that cast playing some people. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's, how ca- that's how movie casts work. A cast plays everyone. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, Benedict Cumberbatch is a limping Shere Khan, which is, I think, the first time a movie's actually done that accurately. A limping Shere Khan? Yeah, because in the book, is yeah, his okay. front paw uh, fucked. And I think this is the first one where they've actually done it. Oh, um, so yeah, so uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Shere Khan, so you know Smaug. Oh, um, Christian Bale is Bagheera. Is he now? He is indeed. I don't tell him that; he'll get really upset. <laughs> Dirty swine. Hey, um, Andy Circus is Baloo. Dabadi dabadi dabadi. Andy's directing. Kate Blanchett is Car, so they've gone the female Car route as well. Car Blanchett. That's. Doesn't work as well as Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and that one, that uh, yes, I like that. But um, I think that's it for the central cast. Um, it's got a lot more. It's got a lot more animals from the books. Like what, the ba- the, there's no what? King Louie, but there's like the Bandalog and things. What like that. about the titular Mowgli? I'm not sure Mowgli. what the actor's name is. I'm going to look it up because <clears throat> it looks like they've put him through the freaking ringer. Do research. It looks like um, they put him through the freaking ringer. Like Neil Sethi had it easy. John Farrell was like, sit on this rock, talk to this ping pong ball. Sit on this rock and talk to this thing. Do you know what I mean? This kid yeah. looks like they've just gone, and let's throw you into the middle of some dirty jungle. There are more humans in this yeah, than they're there were. Yeah, they're focusing, a village is a big part of it. They're focusing a lot more on like Indian culture, which is really good. Mm. I mean, it looks like, at one point, it looks like they're literally, uh, there's a holly celebration. Like, you know, there's splattered paints and everything. It's like, oh, okay. that's pretty cool. And it looks like he spends time living in the village as well because I think he's caught as a wild kid so it's, it's more based on the Rudyard Kipling books mm. um, but it, it's an original plot um, so you know like Circus is basically it's, it's like a comic book adaptation movie in the sense that Circus has just gone let's take these themes and ideas and everything and maybe these yeah. specific set pieces and do them as a film because the, the, the Jungle Books themselves like last over like 10-15 years of, of the character's life so the you know. kid the kid playing Mowgli is <laughs> Uh, a young fella named Rohan Shand. And he's British. He's American. No, in the film, though, he's gone for a British accent. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's speaking very much like Book Mowgli. Like, it's, you know, he's not just like, Hey, Baloo! Like, he's, he's, hey, you know, he's saying, I'm neither man nor wolf, and all the stuff. You're like, oh, yep, that, the book, everyone in the book speaks like, everyone in the book speaks like a Christopher Nolan movie character. Ooh, Tom Holland is in this. Is he? Yeah. Who's he playing? Tabaki? Wait, hang on. Tom Hollander. Yes. Tom Hollander. Not Tom Holland, Tom Holland. I got confused for a second. Tom Holland yeah. is good too. Oh, Eddie Marsden. Uh, Peter Mullins. Uh, I wonder if Eddie Marsden will get more to do in this film. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Um, hopefully. As enjoyable well, as he was in Deadpool 2. You know, yeah, he's done. It's yeah. just a shame that there wasn't more to him. Let's, let's, let's. Well, if you're going to if you're gonna put Eddie Marsden in something, give him something to do. Give him something meets it other than shave his head. Yeah. Uh, what's up with that? What? What's up with that? Um, Ooh-wee. Not all from the Wasting Sony actors. What's thing? up with that? Um, not all from the Sony thing. What's not all from the Sony thing? We got a title for the Lego Movie sequel. Is it the Lego the... Movie sequel? No, it's called... The... You see, it should be called Damn that. It. Yeah, I know. It's Why called... aren't Sony employing me? It's like, called they make the... good movies if they employ me. I'm just saying. It's called the Lego Movie 2, the second part. 
I wish it was called the second piece because that would make more sense to second me. Brick. Second brick. Second brick. Oh, we see now. Now we were talking about this. Uh, me and my future second stepdad this afternoon. Because <laughs> uh, that's where I've been all day. I've been trying on the suit for my mum's wedding this weekend. Um, and uh, I looked fit to answer your question. Uh, but I knew it. I also, knew it. Um, you know, we, we decided we were picking titles too. We were chatting about it saying what title would be better. And my pitch was A Brick Too Far. <laughs> yeah. 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 And maybe just for the kids, just keep it like, you know, current and full of youthful energy. Yeah. Uh, the two yeah. is just the number two. Okay. 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 Yep, that lost you, didn't it? The number two is a. Yeah. I mm, know, I like numerals in titles in place of words. I prefer them in place really? of letters, though. Oh, so you'll be happy to hear the news about Spider Man Homecoming 2, which won't be called that, obviously. It'll be called no. Spider Man something. Um, rumours are abound, but they seem to be pretty solid from what we know, but again, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, from this conference, it seems like the villain of the next movie, or at least, you know, part of the story, is Mysterio. Which makes sense, because... Oh, what? Well, here's the thing. When Sam Raimi was developing Spider-Man 4, the main villain of Spider-Man 4 was going to be the Vulture. A supporting character was going to be Black Cat. Oh, you mean slash the, the Vultress? Yeah, which Fuck is stupid, yeah. but, you know, whatevs. Um... And a villain in the first act of the movie was going to be Mysterio. Yeah. Now, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4, Mysterio, we were only going to see him after his arrest. So it'd be Spidey bringing him in from the end of a caper. Yeah. And he was going to be played by Bruce Campbell. So basically wrap up the Bruce Campbell-ness of those cameos. (laughs) The Bruce Campbell arc. Yeah. To to sort of loosely suggest that he was always Quentin Beck. Yeah. Um, blending in for various like crimes and heists and things like the various that. Various crims. Well, it makes sense. Quentin Beck was a special effects guy in the comics who yeah. wanted to be the star, but he was too ugly, so he used all this special effects knowledge to fuck up people's like careers and rob banks and become infamous as a villain. <laughs> Fishbowl um, head. But so that would kind of make sense because in the first movie he's the ring announcer, so he's in a performance role. In the second movie he's an usher, which is what. Mm-hmm. What 50% of actors tend to do when not currently on the job is try and get a job in or around the theatre. So No, no, that doesn't sound about right. <laughs> I've never done that at all. I don't know, I had an interview the other day at the library. <laughs> um, fingers crossed. Not really, I'm kind of happy with my night shift. And, um, well, then again. Anyway. Then again. And um, in the third movie... He's restaurant. He's restauranting. Restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yes. But also, what uh, is Bruce Campbell? What did Bruce Campbell do in all three of the Spider-Man movies? Have a massive chin. In the first one, he gave Spider-Man his name. Yes. In the second one, he's a dick. He he's, he stopped him from being there for Mary Jane, even though it's Peter's fault for being late in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And in the third one. He was there at the failed proposal. So it's like, hang on, he's basically like some omnipresent god screwing with Spider-Man's life. Ruining Peter Parker's life, but making Spider-Man's better. Spider-Man. Ah, Spider-Man. So anyway, Mysterio might be the villain. So, it, Which is interesting, because it, it means that... I, I guarantee the Vulture was the villain in Spider-Man. I hope Home. he's interested. Are people going to well, the Vulture was the villain in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I think not because the scriptwriters were like, right, we have a story and Vulture's the perfect villain. It would be, look at all this work we've already had done on versions of this villain that we that we own that we've paid for like all of these design ideas and everything I don't know though because I don't know well at the same time like, obviously you know they write it with you know the, the character everything thing, but they have to pick a baddie when they start to write the script pick and if they've already, if 90% of the pre-production work has already been done for the character design I, that I makes things easier I don't think any of that pre, like pre 
production stuff for Homecoming was done for Spider-Man mm. Four. Oh it's no, no, oh, no, I don't mean. Oh no, 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 I don't mean. I don't mean Homecoming as all, well, but I mean like Vulture. If they could go into a folder and pull out a bunch of ideas and go, oh shit, well we own these ideas, we paid for them, so like let's try a bit of that and we'll do this and we'll do that and let's see what. So if that if it was something along those lines, I'm not surprised if they do Mysterio because they'll definitely have paid like few tens of thousands of dollars for design work for Mysterio concepts. Tens of hundreds of thousands. Tens of thousands of dollars. Of cents. <laughs> yeah. But, if it is Mysterio, that's kind of cool. This is a, It's a non-obvious main villain for a Spider-Man movie, but it keeps his story small. Is it kind of cool? Yeah. Spidey okay. shouldn't be up against world-ending threats in his movie. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should, be, he should be small fry. And what is more small fry than a villain who is basically a, a, a dick magician? He's a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. Yeah, and now he can punch a yeah. unfriendly neighborhood dick magician. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dick, no, I don't dick think dick magic. No, no. Look at that dick magic. No, no, no. Ooh, we close Look at up, this dick. Close up magic. <laughs> close up dick magic. Oh no! Puppetry of the penis. Um. Uh. So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But the weirdest thing is the casting rumor. Apparently, he's in talks to play the role. And considering we had a similar story about Keaton before he was announced as Vulture, said that yes. Keaton is in talks to play the villain. In the Spider-Man film, and we were Buster all Keaton. Like, Jesus, that's a bit. <laughs> and we were all, and we were all like, "Oh, he's going to be Norman Osborn, or like, you know, he's going to be." And then they were like, "Vulture," and we went, uh, d- huh? "Oh, okay, Keaton's in it. Fair enough. Let's see what happens." And it was freaking great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I won't be surprised if this is true. Jake Gyllenhaal is rumored to be playing Quentin Beck slash Mysterio. Oh, those eyes, though. Well, that's my thing, right? Would you, would you just copy and paste his eyes and put them on the collar? He's, the he's collar so, of the cape. He's just so dreamy. Oh my god, imagine it. See, we've never seen Mysterio in live action. Imagine if those eyes on the, the, the things that hold the cape on blink. Oh! That'd be freaky. I like that. That'd be well I like freaky. That. And you could go different routes with Mysterio. It could be the plain goldfish bowl. It could be like the bowl in, in, in the midst of like a bunch of smoke coming around it and stuff. There's been Mysterio where it's been a bowl and it looks like flames around it at all times. Like well, there's flame. the ultimate version of Mysterio, which is the like the blue flame head. Yeah, who, who is full-blown supernatural and then gets brought into Spider-Men and killed off in... No, hang on, he's the main villain of Spider-Men, isn't he? It turns out, they're like, oh, it's Mysterio. And they're like, oh, wait, no, this is Mysterio, but hang on, wait, where the what? hell are you from? And it's the one from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Who'd been in, like, one story, I think, before I think that? so. He made, like, one appearance, I think, and then he was... No, that's it. Yeah, he appeared in an arc in Miles Morales, early Miles Morales. No, it wasn't early Miles Morales, it was early... I'm sure um... it's early Miles Morales because he kills no. a kingpin. No, it's... Oh, is it, is it after the first reboot when it becomes Peter Parker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he kills off Kingpin. I was always annoyed because Kingpin was the best villain of the Ultimate Spider-Man series. And he just gets killed off at the start of an arc. Hated it. But here's my thing, right? I know obviously they break with tradition a bit. Vulture was <clears throat> never, you know, a construction worker who decided to screw the government over. Like, he was, you know, he was a, a scientist. He was like, oh, you're screwing my experiments? You're going to fire me? Well, screw you. I'm going to take all what, my tests. Was he, he a scientist or was he just an old guy? I believe Adrian Toomes was a scientist. He was like an know. engineer working for, for the labs and he... he he, I think he designed the flight suit. I don't think they were like, go away, yet. you. So he stole everything he could and he turned it into a suit and started committing crimes. But of course, back then, stealing tech and turning it into a suit means wearing a green onesie yeah, and well, yeah. wings on the arms. Yeah. Um, and then building one in prison for some reason. Because reasons. Yeah. But uh, in this instance, right, if they're going for that, you know, semi-traditional thing, either way, Quentin Beck traditionally is ugly as sin. But Jake Gyllenhaal is so dreamy. He's fucking delicious. <laughs> He's like, a, he's like a dark caramel ice cream. No, he isn't. He's yeah, not he that is. dark caramel. But also, wouldn't this be creepily full circle? Do you remember his previous attachment to the Spider-Man franchise? 
what was his previous film? Spider-Man right, so Spidey 2000, 2000 comes out, 2002 comes out, does yeah. really well, and pre-production yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 2 begins immediately. Yeah. During the pre-production Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire films Seabiscuit and gets a really bad back injury. And they're like, well, we're going to have to delay filming for Spider-Man 2. Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst allegedly did not get on during the making of the first Spider-Man. Like, not arguments, but, you know, just not really getting on. The chemistry was very much just what was on screen. It wasn't, <clears> you know, they didn't build a rapport off screen to make it natural. It was, be- yeah. which, which is a testament to how good the the, the chemistry is on screen in the films. It's like, no, I believe that they're like dopey teenagers with a crush on each other. But in real life, there was no actual stuff brought to that. Are you sure you believe that? She was weird. No, apparently they were great friends by number three. But I think if anyone survived that third movie, they'd be friends by the end of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, apart from Danny Elfman, who fell out with Sam Raimi during number two. Oh. Apparently. Yeah, him and Sam Raimi fell out during number two. And that's why only 90% of number two's music is scored by Danny Elfman. But he gets full score what credit. Did, what did they fall out over? Don't know. But it was during the scoring, the final weeks of scoring the movie. And a different composer came in. To finish number two's music, is it, and then that composer did the music for number three. Is it because Samory wouldn't let um, Danny Elfman, Elfman use his Batman theme in it? Probably. His 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 iconic back, Batman theme. That, that's the only Batman theme worth its salt, apparently. Well, I mean, it's pretty damn good. Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's not but like it's still the no, only no, Batman film. No, 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 it's still no sixties no. Batman. So pre-production Spider Man Two is kind of delayed, and Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten, 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 um, comes forward and goes. Kirsten Dunst. At the time, she's in, at the time she's in a relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal and says, "Let's recast. Jake can play him. Jake can play Spidey." Now, My Jake, boyfriend can be yeah, Spider-Man. Well, uh, well, Jake had auditioned for number one. Oh, so along with every actor of his age in Hollywood. Yeah, but it was that whole thing of there you go, see, like cast him, cast him, and Sam Raimi held out and was like, no, like we'll wait till Toby gets better and then we'll bring him back. Why? And they did. And I'm glad they did because Spider-Man Two is the greatest Spider-Man movie. Don't at me. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'll give you that. Thank you. There we yeah. go. Someone tried to dispute me on I think it was Instagram about it this week. Said like, "Why is it so good?" And I was like, "Just watch it." What did they suggest? Just watch instead? it. Well, they didn't say it was. They didn't say it was the worst. They just said, "Why is it celebrated so much?" It's like it's freaking perfect. In it's terms not of visual medium. Oh, 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 it's not perfect. Yes, it is. It's Raindrops very keep good. On my head. It's very good. Raindrops keep falling on my it's head. It's not perfect. Freeze frame at the end of the montage. Just happy little it, face. It's not perfect. It is very, very good. Excuse me. Excuse me. You wanna you wanna win over a woman? Read a poetry. It's perfect. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hate you so much. It's got the it's got one of the best Easter eggs on a DVD ever as well. Arthur Molina doing um, if I were the rich I don't think I've got. He the was DVD. doing Fiddler on the Roof. Whilst filming Spider-Man 2. He was a fucking professional. He was dock up right up until like 6pm every night. And yeah. then he was on Broadway for the next three hours. Yeah, he's and a... then would be up at like 5am to be dock off again the next day. He's a professional British actor. He Michael J. Foxed that shit. Yeah, he did. That's amazing. Um, but anyway, so Jake Gyllenhaal was nearly Spider-Man from Spider-Man 2 onwards. Uh, because of Keanu Reeves and Um uh, But yeah, so he's finally come back around. Maybe, possibly, take it with a grain of salt. But he's totally being cast in it, let's be brutally honest. Dude. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I will like say this Jake though. As Mysterio. Chuck another villain in the mix. Um, Scorpion. You've already set up Matt yeah. Garden. Chuck Scorpion into the mix. Let's do the Sinister Six properly. Or bring back Shocker and make it a film tradition Shocker. of the Shocker being in every movie. Oh yes, I'd be happy with that. Because they've be done great. that with like the games, haven't they? Like, mm. the Shockers are like a. a, a the Shockers in every movie, in every, every Spider-Man movie game. The Shocker makes an appearance, apart from Amazing Spider-Man. 
Um, and then when he shows up in Amazing Spider-Man Two, there's like Spidey sort of jokes about how like how lame he is, and he hopes he doesn't bump into him again. It's like, ah, friends are weird. The shocker, I shock people. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, coming's fun. Anyway, coming's great. Speaking of coming. You guys came out in droves. To tweet this week, I put a Twitter question out there. Uh, I want to put it to you, Matthew Santiago. (laughs) That is my name. That's my given name. Erogenous Zone Watson. Um, (laughs) Two fingers, please. We're British Watson. Um, Yes, Christopher Erasmus Johnson. What a great name. Uh, I want to ask you, what's up with that? Uh, But more specifically, Uh, I can't give you an answer. Earlier on this week, I tweeted, considering Josh Brolin's appearance as Cable in last week's Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, whatnot. I put out on Twitter, okay, Twitter, which actors played the most live action comic book roles. Now, don't count voiceover because obviously voice actors can double up as a million other roles and have done. And if that was the case, Nathan Fillion's been like half of the DC universe. And also, the clues in the question, he said live action. Yeah, a lot of people didn't seem to like that. live action. I think Josh Brolin's got to be up there near the top. Um, well, what we've we got, we've got he's played four comic features, live action comic book roles, and I'll count TV, but he's played four live action comic book roles in film. Do you know who they are? Um, yeah, but one I'm disputing. Okay, go for it. Uh, Thanos. Yes. Cable. Yes. Uh, Jonah Hex. He was Jonah Hex. And the young K in, in MIB. The now, K now is based on an agent called K from the miniseries Men in Black. Okay. The character's not exactly the same, but it, the, there is an agent K, so I'm counting it. The same way that Yondu's not uh, as he is in the movies, as he is in the comics, but it's Yondu. Yeah. So I'm counting K. So I, he's got a four, uh, and I put it to Twitter, and Twitter didn't get it. Um, <laughs> we did not get it. We got a string of responses from uh, one poster, which I'm trying to bring up, but my 4G's being... Oh, the Twitter's I'm, being I'm, I'm looking up uh, most live-action comic boom roles, because my um, my, my, my autocorrect is, is weird. Tech doesn't um, like us this week. My laptop Tech does not so. like us this week. Yeah, we're recording on my laptop this yeah. week. Yeah, what the hell is going on? Um, Everything. Everything's going on. I, honestly, I can't get on it. We're not even 4G, not even Wi-Fi. This is really... Not sick. even 4G, not even Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm trying to read the responses. Um, so well, let me. Is it, is it on your Twitter? No, or is it's it on, on some hours. Twitter? Look at that. Yes, it's got. Let me get to. Let me, we're so we're so professional, aren't we? That's really this weird, is, man. This is this is how we've reached 100 episodes. I think Sheer it's professionalism. I think um, it's Twitter being weird. It's all right. I'm gonna pull my. I'm gonna pull up on on my um, my thing, my thing. Yeah, it was our Twitter being weird. I've got it up on mine now. Here we go. Hey! So, I asked that question, and someone replied, someone called Kippy Who replied with a massive string, and they put Ryan Reynolds, two different versions of Deadpool, Green Lantern, and the voice of Juggernaut. Uh, I don't know if that's been confirmed. I've heard it from multiple sources. I wouldn't count two versions of Deadpool. Um, He's played Deadpool. He just happens to have played two versions of that character, but that'd be like saying that... um, that Michael Goff played two versions of Alfred because it's obviously not the same Alfred from the Burton movies to the Schumacher movies, but it's like, no, he's playing Alfred. He's, he's playing Alfred, guys. Uh, um, yes. But also, that's not four. Because one's alleged and one's double. Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face, Kay in Men in Black, Chester Phillips in Captain America 1. Well, that's three. Is uh, Chester Phillips an actual character? 
I believe, from I comics. believe he, I believe he is. It's one of those where I think they just took a name from an early. I am going to check on that. Avaganda. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people on two across Marvel DC. They say but, uh, Michael Keaton has been Batman and the Vulture. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck has been Batman and Daredevil. J.K. Simmons has been J. Jonah Jameson, the greatest comic book casting of all time. Yes. And Commissioner Gordon, a really boring waste of J. of J.K. Simmons's talent. Yes. Um, Stallone played Judge Dredd, and Starhawk in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh, Chester Phillips is a, uh, a comic book character. By the yeah. way, is he one of the like random? He first appeared. Knows? He first appeared in Captain America comics number one. Oh, blimey! So, oh, so they've been pulled directly from this story. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is interesting, right? He said Chris Evans is doubled up. He says Chris Evans, uh, Scott Pilgrim takes Chris Evans up to three alongside uh, Human Torch, Fantastic Four, and Captain America. It's actually four. four. He's in the losers. Put, yeah, I don't know what the character's called, but he's in He's in that. And that's a direct adaptation, that one. Isn't yeah, it? So, yeah. Uh, so he, Chris Evans is on four as well. Um, Brandon Routh was Superman. And uh, Todd Ingram and Scott Pilgrim Sorry, and the Ingram. Atom on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Flash. Brie Larson and Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Um, who else is Brie Larson? Uh, Captain Jim Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh, I think that's it for comic book characters. That's all we two. I don't know where. Jim Carrey, The Mask. Yep, The Riddler. Yep, Colonel in Kick-Ass 2. I'll count that. He's an amalgam of two characters. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, He's based on a character. So. Yeah, Simon Pittman. Helen Slater was the original Supergirl, plus she played Lara in a few episodes of Smallville. Uh, and Kara's mother in Supergirl. She has, she's hanging tight on three. That's that's, yeah. that's impressive. D- ah! Dean Kane was Superman in Lois and Clark. He was a villain in an episode of Smallville. Yeah, he was Jack the Ripper, wasn't he? The character they implied to be Jack the Ripper. In the, oh, okay, the okay. Um, plus Kara's father in Supergirl. Yes. Yeah, so Dean Kane's up there. Dean Kane's on three. Because uh, they like to bring back the older actors for the, for the CW shows. Yeah, as a, as like a oh come and come and do this thing because you know people like you. <laughs> You're good kid. You're good kid. We like your face. Ah, uh, what about David Desmolchin? Desmolchin. See now, Desmolchin's been in many comic book but things. I don't, but I don't know if the direct. Ca- I mean, his I don't. Char- think... His character in Flash is. Who was he in Flash? He was a villain in Flash. Uh, White-haired guy. Um, I think he's time traveler. Not Doctor. I can't remember the name of the, the... Right, I'm using Siri because I ain't writing his name. Here uh, we go. David DeSmolchin. David DeSmolchin. <gasps> it got him in one go! Oh my day! Nice one! Let's see. Let's see who it was he played in The Flash because DeSmolchin's done quite a few. Mm. Uh, Abracadabra. He played in The Flash. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Abra, Abra, good Abra. I want to trade you and evolve into Alakazam. Oh. I've Kurt in Ant-Man, but I don't think Kurt's based on anybody. I don't believe so. so. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be him playing a comic book character yeah. in a live action. That's That'd be him, him playing, playing a character, character in a live action comic book movie. Yeah. Not the same thing. Oh, not the same thing to see. <laughs> I think you'll find this not the same thing. Oh. They're very, very different things. Be very, um, very careful. Um... <laughs> Comic book movie. Ah, Rebecca Romaine. Uh, she is She's Mystique. Mystique in the in the first round of X Men movies. The good Mystique. Um, yeah. Um, 
what else? She was in Punisher. I can't. I think that character's from Welcome Back, Frank, isn't she? That she's played in Punisher. Uh, yeah. The his neighbour. Yeah. 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 So that's two. Back, so I'm that's sure two. she's done more, but I might be having a moment. Anyway, if you can think of anybody, guys, let us know. BigDamnContact.gmail.com I just thought yeah. it's interesting that comic books have been adapted so much over the last 30 years in particular that we're at that point now where actors have doubled up. Like, oh, actors have played roles in both and, and giggity giggity giggity. Oh, I think it was Catwoman too. and Storm, although... Mm, One she'd like to forget and the other is Catwoman. And also she's not any recognisable version of Catwoman from the comics other than she's called Catwoman. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd give it to her because the character is called Catwoman and it's a DC film, so I'd, I'd, give, yeah. it, I'd give it to her. But you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, oh, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson is the, it was the Punisher and also was um, Stag, Spoiler Volstag. alert. Um, uh, John Bernthal is the Punisher and was also Shane on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, yes, that's <clears> true. <throat> yeah. Dominic uh, Purcell. Uh, he's Dracula in Blade Trinity, and then and then Heatwave on uh, the Flash Legends of Tomorrow. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at side by side pickies. Oh God! Oh yeah, yeah he's totally Dracula because he's the Blade. Are you ready to die? I was born ready, motherfucker. Fucking hell! Some motherfuckers still trying to ask. That is always. Um, <laughs> that's like the best moment in the entirety of Blade Trinity. Because it's a dog shit movie, but damn, that's a good moment. Someone listening is going to be like, Ben Affleck was also Superman, not George Reeves. No, he's no. George Reeves. He was George Reeves. It wasn't even George Reeves. He was the guy investigating George Reeves' death, wasn't it? No, it's George Reeves. In uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Land. Yeah. And there's pictures, but he's in character. He's in like the Superman outfit and stuff. No, I th- I thought he was like, just being weird. I can't remember. And I, I'm going to look him, I'm going to check, I'm double check that. I'm going to double check that while you segue into the next topic. The next topic. Whatever the next topic is, I have no idea. Well, that's the thing. This week, guys, there's not been a lot of big news, and it's our 100th episode. No, I should rephrase that. There's not been a lot of big news that we give a shit about. That's very true. Hey! There was a wedding or something at the weekend. Um, you know, I didn't watch it. I was I was hoping that town would be empty enough that I could go to the Apple shop and oh, get a Genius Bar yeah, appointment. Nope. Uh, they were like, yeah, can we see you in five days? I was like, <laughs> I'm freelance. This is crippling to me. No pity. Uh, no pity. Um, um, but anyway, so um, I, uh, what did we call it? I, well, I did I did catch like some highlight stuff of the Royal Wedding afterwards. Uh, Who was that was it Bishop, Bishop Curry? He was bloody lovely. What was I supposed to be looking up? Uh, Hollywoodland. Hollywoodland. Ah, Bishop, yeah. Bishop Curry gave that lovely speech where he basically summed up the one thing that I did think was really cool about the Royal Weekend because I'm a bit of a, a I'm not anti-Royal but I also just couldn't give a shit but um, no yeah you were George Reeves sorry it's alright sure what yeah. but um, he, he summed it up beautifully he said like love can bring people together look at this the whole world like the whole world eyes are on us right now and paying attention because two kids fell in love and it's like yeah, when you put it like that, it's really sweet. Yeah, this is good. And it's also really cool to see uh, African and, Amer- and African American culture brought into the wedding as well, especially by people who are represented. But also, like, choir was a gospel choir. Yeah. And they did a fucking gorgeous version of Stand By Me. Um, it was like, yeah, this is great! Wait, I like that you didn't watch the wedding. No, I watched highlights afterwards. Mm. Um, <laughs> Matthew Watson. Yes. Because my laptop being down, I got to go through my office yesterday. I had a big clear out of the office. The office looks fucking pristine. Oh dear God, what have you the got in that bag, looks, Christopher? The office looks fucking pristine. The tat cave looks beautiful right Meanwhile, now. Meanwhile, this front room looks like a bombsite because I'm moving in two weeks. you got an excuse. In I, less than two weeks. you got an excuse. I live in my house. My office has looked like a bombsite since I moved in. <laughs> but, I mean, mate, I've gone, I've gone overboard. Like, I went to B&M's and bought, like, six uh, six by four photo frames for four quid. 
because you know the Black Panther Odin prints I got. Yeah. They're framed yeah. in a row above the door now. Like I've been framed. Good. Signed Scott Young pieces on the wall. I just oh, tried to make them nice. You know what I mean? Um, really nice Superman uh, print that I've got put up. But um, yeah, while I was doing that, I found a bunch of mags that I bought over Christmas. Show me. While I was in Lincoln. Show me. Because uh, I, you know, bought stuff to read in the first week. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I got was a big old. This is actually from the tail end of summer, but uh, I think I bought it on the press day uh, to read on the way home. Yeah. Uh, one of them was a big old like summer wrap up with Spidey on the cover. And inside was like they occasionally do was a free gift. I would like to test us on the fly with this free gift. All right. The free gift All is right. the, the Total ult- Film Presents the Ultimate Comic Book Quiz. All right, let's... let's. Uh... There's no way we're getting through this whole shitting thing. Oh, I don't know. But I think we challenge each other to a couple rounds each. All right, okay. And see what happens. Are you up for this piece of shit? Are you up for this piece of nonsense, son? Yes. We, we claim to be a yes. pop culture podcast, but how, how, how can we walk that talk, son? So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, two lifelong fans of useless bullshit. Answer useless bullshit questions. Yeah, reluctantly or not reluctantly. No, not reluctantly in this case. Now, would you like an easy or hard set for... Just go, let's have an easy one first. Yeah, yeah, let's have, a, let's have a warm-up. Uh, pick, just, 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 just go, let's just work through it. And pick, see what a, we get. pick a number, lad. Pick um, a number between 1 and 49. 42. 42. Well, I wonder why. Right, in that case, the round you have chosen is round 21, comic strip movies. So, let me just... Oh, I'll get the answers shit. up, but I have no idea if this works. You ready okay, alright. Straight out of the funny pages. Here we all go. Right, okay. Happy Watson, okay. first yes. round. Yes, The yes. prize for this is dignity. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just, a, spoon, just a spoonful. Yeah? Okay, just a spoonful of dignity. Don't overdose on dignity. <laughs> no. Question one. Name the comic strip created by Alex Raymond that was adapted into a 1980 movie soundtracked by Queen. Flash Gordon. Fuck yeah. Yeah. In which movie does Bill Murray answer Garfield maybe when he's asked if he has any regrets? <laughs> Zombie Land. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderfully tenuous, isn't that's, it? That's a good one. I like that. What's the name of the 2006 sequel to Garfield? Oh, um, I know this one, but only because it's Lou's mum's like guilty pleasure movie. Oh, it, she's got great taste, but she loves this. It's film. one of the. It's, uh, God. I'm giving you a clue. God. It's it's a riff on it's a riff on the Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, is the um, plot of the film. Uh, God. Oh. <laughs> you can come back to it if you want. No, I don't. I don't know. Pass on that one. Pass on okay. that one. Okay. Would you like to know? Yeah, yeah. A tale of two kitties. Oh, fuck off. That's ridiculous. Who directed both The Addams Family, 1991, and Addams Family Values, 1993? Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, wasn't it? Fuck yes. Yeah. Who, played, who played the role? They're so good, aren't they? So good. They're so fucking good. So good. Um, who played the roles of Gomez and Mutisha Adams in those movies? Uh, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. Fuck yeah. He's so good. Oh, and they're, both, they're both exquisite, but like, there's just something about his delivery. <laughs> I love the fact that in so much of, particularly the second one, um, Angelica Houston is it's just her eyes are lit. Yeah. Her eyes are lit in, a, in like a strip of light. Every and that's shot. It. Every shot of her it's eyes just, are lit. That's it's it. Brilliant. It's, just a, it's just a subtle reference it's really to Dracula. Good. It's yeah. brilliant. It's so good. Do you know what I love about that as well? is in, in those movies, those two have this beautifully balanced mix of they look stunning. Oh, yeah. And fucking creepy at the oh, same time. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it's so well done. 
Um, and who played them in the director video Adam's uh, Family Reunion in 1998? Um, I know Tim Curry played Gomez. Yes, he I, did. And he was pretty good. And then he didn't follow into the show. That it was Daryl Hannah played Morticia. She didn't. Oh, I've not seen Adam's Family Reunion. Here's one close um, to my colon. How was Dennis the Menace, the 1993 movie, retitled in the UK to avoid confusion with the Beano character of the same name? So when the Dennis the Menace oh, movie, I remember this coming 90s. out, because it because it was the American version of Dennis with the blonde yeah. hair. That there was a cartoon, Mister Wilson, and all yeah, that. Yeah, they both characters. Um, were, creepy fact: both characters based on Point of Origin were created in the same year by separate people who never had contact with each other. It, it'll just come from the fact that the name rhymed. Someone, both two people, came up with the same name and then created a story about a naughty kid. I remember it coming out, but I think, wasn't it just called Dennis? Yes, it was. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, nice. Name the 1999 Studio Ghibli feature that was based on a newspaper strip about everyday family life. I have no idea. It was called My Neighbours, the Yamadas. Okay. Uh, I've never heard of that one either. Mm. Who played the lead role in Popeye, 1982? <laughs> I've seen this. It was Robin Williams. Yeah. It's terrible. I wish you could unsee it. It's oh, yeah. terrible. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, and who directed that movie? Oh, fuck a duck. Um, I didn't know this. I'm just going to check it up. <laughs> um, I have no earthly idea. Robert Altman, apparently. Oh, okay. What's the crime-fighting alias of Kit Walker, as played by Billy Zane in the 1996 film? <laughs> the Phantom. Fuck yeah. The tagline for which was, Slam Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's like the catchphrase normally associated with The Phantom? Uh, like... The ghost who walks. Yeah, I mean, call it that. That yeah. as a tagline would be amazing. That as a tagline would be ominous and brilliant. Remember the Phantom 2020 cartoon? No. That was pretty good. <gasps> What what was the obsession? That because that was also what was part, I think it was like a spin off from Defenders and the Defenders of the Earth. What was the obsession? Well. What was the obsession around like the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands for classical characters in future settings? I think it's just a nostalgia. Sherlock cycle. Holmes in the twenty second oh, century. God knows. That was a thing. We used to double bill on CITV with a show called Watermelon. Anyway, oh, fucking hell. Um, which future Bond girl made her film debut in two thousand and seven's Saint Trinian's? I can give you a little clue if you want. Jim Ratton. Didn't need to give you a clue. Uh, <laughs> the same movie saw which actor play the dual male-female roles? Originally played by Alistair Sim in the original um, films. Much better. Uh, not, not, not the fault of this actor, but... You know. What's his name? Um, oh... Fucking hell, I can't remember his name. I uh, know who it is, but I can't remember his name. First name same as a famous bear. Second uh, name same as Rupert a bear. Everett. Yes. That's the one. Um, Alistair Sim was much better. Not Rupert Everett's yeah. fault. The, film, the old films were just better. Yeah. Final Saint Trinian's question bracket. Oh God. We promise. <laughs> Which Doctor Who star joined the cast for the sequel? David Tennant. Yes, he fucking did. Yeah. In that string of really, you're doing this movie. Oh, he did shit. Oh, to the, he did like three Nativity movies. I'll yeah. get that postman. Oh, he's, he's only. <laughs> He's only in the uh, second nativity, I believe. Yeah, because the, yeah, the first nativity is Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. The second's David Tennant, and the third is Martin Clunes. Oh, fucking hell. That's a dude Never who wears my donkey, Martin Clunes, yeah. And also Doctor Who, I love that. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. oh god. <laughs> you know, right, Lucy and I are marathoning Doctor at the minute. We're about to start the Aztec. She's fucking loving it. Oh, the Aztec is great. I mean, she's that into it. She even went, I, I said, now the next story Marco Polo is missing. And she went, oh, is it one of the middle? I was like, yeah. I said, there's, I mean, on Edge of Dark, on Edge of Dark, Edge of Destruction, there's a, um, there's a, there's, there's a 30 minute recap. Yeah. And she went, can we watch that? I was like, yeah she spread the keys of Marinus out over four nights she was like oh, I don't want to watch it all in one go I'm really enjoying it like let's because everyone's a different style story I was like you're really into this you can't freaking wait for us to get to Snake Dance okay oh, um, as seen in the Peanuts movie 2015 oh, who is it. Snoopy's high flying imaginary nemesis uh, it's I'll give you a clue his, it's, his it's a red plane. Pattern. yes yeah yeah I've um, seen the plane. Which 2006 newspaper strip ad app features Bruce Willis, Steve Carell, and Avril Lavigne? I didn't know this was a newspaper strip. What? Yeah. I can give you a clue. It's an animated Bruce movie. Bruce Willis. 2006 Steve animated. Steve Carell. And Avril Lavigne. Uh, uh, I didn't um, know this either, but yeah. Over the Not over the head. Yeah, over yeah. the hedge. Over the hedge is apparently a newspaper strip. Fucking hell. Which comic book strip, which comic strip movie inspired... The spin-off soundtrack, I'm Breathless. Oh, um, it's uh, Dick <laughs> Tracy. Dick Tracy. Uh, my younger uh, Madonna, like, the fuck's going on? Madonna played Breathless Mahoney yep. in Dick Tracy to Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. You know what? If it wasn't his weird boner-filled passion project yeah. and someone else had played that role and it didn't have that weird like vibe to it, it I might think that been... movie would be a cult classic now. Instead of I just think it thing. is a cult classic. Yeah, but in, in the dirtiest in like, sense of the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're doing a screening of it at a cinema, you're getting three people turning up. Yeah, but those three yeah. people love it. <laughs> Loved it. I um, remember it. I remember the... the Weird looking villains, the old weird faces. You know, they used to, they they were because it was a I'm touchdown picture. Because so it was a touchdown picture. Yeah. For a year after, that was a show at two of the Disney parks. It was a stage musical. What? And the villains were walk around characters. What? In those masks. Oh man, I need to. I need That's to watch that horrifying. again. That's horrifying. I need to watch that again. Um. So weird. Annie is based on a Broadway musical, in turn adapted from a comic strip entitled. Fuck. It's so it's obvious. Little Orphan Annie. There it yeah. is, yeah. Don't overthink that one. That is really obvious. Jesus. Who plays the title role in the 2014 Annie? Sure this oh. Sure this is wrong. It, no, it's not. It, ah, you're thinking of who it was meant to be, aren't you? Because so was I. But no, yeah. I'm thinking... Uh, I can't remember the name of the actress. It. Uh, sh- is it the, it's the little girl from Beast of the Southern Wild, isn't it? Yeah, but I can't uh, remember her name. Kavenzani Wallace. Okay. Kavenzani yeah. Wallace. Yeah. It was originally Willow Smith. When I looked at yeah. I was like, what? I thought Willow Smith for a second. I was like, no, it wasn't. Uh, and mm. which yeah. actor... Oh, God. Yeah. So, so what, what's, what's the, who's the rich guy in the original? Daddy Warbucks? Yeah, it was Jamie Foxx. Do you remember what Jamie Foxx's version was called? Uh, no. Um, his name was like his name was like Jason Stacks. Jason Stacks. Fucking hell. Fantastic. And which actor famous for playing a comic strip hero has a key role in Ted? Bringing it back to question one, though. Right? Uh, he also appears in Ted Two, apparently, but I've not seen that one. Um, I have no idea. If I tell you the actor, you say the movie, the, the comic book movie he's from. Yeah. Okay. Sam J. Jones. Oh, Flash Gordon! Yay! Jesus. <laughs> Oh wow! That was good. That was fun. That was weirdly yeah. tough because it was comic that, strips. How many, comic how many did I get? You were keeping count. You got you? no. You I think you didn't get two. I had three of them. I didn't get. Was it three? Yeah. 
So that was 17 out of 20. Really good. Not bad. All right. Your turn. Your turn. Hit me. Give me a number. Uh, Between... Should we, should we get it again between like one of forty nine? Just, so we keep just uh, let's go. Let's go easy. See how quick I can do it. I probably just give me a page number and uh, I'll go for that quiz. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Go to twenty. All right. Oh, you, you should. You should. It's piss probably going to be easy, but I'm, I'm curious. You should piss this. Let me get. Oh, don't say that. The answers. You say that. I've um, just dropped a bit of that uh, thingy cold brew on my uh, crotch. Oh no! There we go. Look, I pissed it, Matt. Oh no! Where is it? Fucking thing. Here we go. Yeah, this is round nine. Batman, easy. Oh, the questions oh. you need right now. Is that what it says? Is, yeah. that, the, is that the freaking caption? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, question one. To date, which is the highest grossing globally Batman movie? A, The Dark Knight. B, The Dark Knight Rises. Or C, Batman Very Superman, Dawn of Jaundice. Uh, Batman Very Superman. Uh, you are incorrect. Really? What yes. is it? Uh, it is the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no one, okay. Batman very Superman had that massive drop off, didn't it? It did. I just imagine that it's yeah. more in that. No, no, weekend. it did not make. It did not make mm. uh, the money it needed to. Um, number two in in the Dark uh, Knight, who took over the role of Rachel Dawes from Katie Holmes? Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Of course, <laughs> Katie Holmes. Um, why did you say I'm in love with Katie Holmes? I'm in love with Katie Holmes. I'm in love with Katie Holmes. Uh, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Go um, away, gay thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dog in the yard next door. Just decided to respond with that. Um, uh, question three: Drew Barrymore, I suppose Drew Barry less, uh, features in which in which Batman film? Uh, A. Batman Returns. B. Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. Or C. The Dark Knight Rises. Batman Forever. She's one of um, Two Faces moles. Yeah, she's yeah. sugar. Da, 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 mm. da, da. She has to sing with Val Kilmer, which I imagine yes. her at that moment was like, "This is the highlight of my career." Oh, I'm gonna go flash my tits on Letterman. Uh, question four: <laughs> True or false? Out of eleven Razzie nominations, Batman and Robin scored only one win. I'm gonna say false. I imagine it was at least a few. It's true. Really? Does it, it say which the, one? The only thing it won was worst supporting actress for Alicia Silverstone. Oh, it should win all the things. Oh, right? yes. Suit me up, um, Uncle Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question five. Da, 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 da. Which new BBFC certificate was 1989's Batman the first film to receive? BBFC? Yeah. Uh, so that's UK then. Yeah. Uh, 15. Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. What did it get in the cinema? 12. Is it 15 on home release, though? But it's the first film to get a 12 on, on cinema release. Uh, oh, before that, it must have had a different rating yeah. system. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put that movie out as a 12. Yeah, oh, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff that comes out as 12A today. That's true. Well, back Deadpool then, 2 was only a 15. Which one? Deadpool 2 was only a 15. Oh, well, that's because they want to squeeze that little bit of money out of it they can get. Yeah, no, but look at it. Even the first one was only a 15. It was meant to be an eighteen, and then they were like, "No, it's, yeah. it just it just gets by on a 15. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's not gory enough. Question six. What's the name of Nicole Kidman's character in Batman Forever? <laughs> Chase Meridian. Oh yeah, didn't even need to give it. Would you like to? Would you like to hear the other options? Because they're what quite did, good. What did they get? So A, of course, is Chase Meridian. <laughs> uh, B, is Doctor Lana Longitude. Oh god. And see Dr. Dolores Diggory. That's 
I wish they were real names. To lowest um, degrees. Uh, question seven. What role connects Michael Goff, Michael Caine, and Rafe Fiennes? Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> and whoever does it in the upcoming prequel series. Uh, oh, question eight. Nice. Michael Goff. You tied your shit fast away. Remember, you tied your shit fast away. Uh, Michael Goff also had a long-standing association with which house of horror? Hammer. Of course. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what? <clears throat> of course, yeah. Uh, which of these, question nine, which of these is not a Mr. Freeze zinger? Oh, okay. A. I'll do it with the only accent to help you. A. Um, A. Let's kick some ice. B. Cool party. Or C. I'm just going to nip out. C. Yes. I wish that was in the film, though. <laughs> I wish that was in the film. Um, I'm just going to nip out. Oh, uh, my God. Question 10. How is the Batmobile referred to in the Dark Knight movies? Uh, driving a black tank. No. No? Oh, the Tumblr. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not referred to as the Tumblr. It's referred to as a black yeah. tank. Um... <laughs> Uh, question 11. Who received top billing in 1989's Batman? Jack Nicholson. Indeed. Because the film is really called... If you, if you took a penny to the poster and scratched the title off, it revealed the word Joker underneath. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then if you scrapped it off, it said, oh, and Mr. Mom. And Mr. 12. <laughs> this was before multiplicity was good. Oh, yeah. uh, question 12. <laughs> Prior to Batman, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton collaborated on which dark fantasy? Beetlejuice spelt wrong. Yeah, don't don't say his name anymore. Well, Beetlejuice. Um, no. Uh, question. They work together. Uh, no. <laughs> question thirteen. What is the other name that Doctor Jonathan Cran also answers to in the Dark Knight movies? Uh, Scarecrow. Indeed. Does, does anyone um, ever call him that in the film? Yeah, I think someone calls him Scarecrow. He calls, he calls himself, himself Scarecrow. Scarecrow yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> question fourteen. Mm-hmm. Which supermodel actress plays Bruce Wayne's paramour, Julie, in Batman and Robin? <gasps> oh my god. Uh, give me the first letter of her first name. E. Oh shit. I know this, but like. Because she's so weirdly underused, but at the same time, she's like. There was no way of knowing if she was a good actor or not because this was like her first acting performance. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Give me the first letter of her surname. M, for mother. <gasps> but that's not a surname. No. Um. Oh god. I'm gonna give up. I'll kick myself for not getting her. L McPherson. L McPherson. Um. Oh god. Yeah, question... she's basically just furniture. She has like three lines. There's no way to talk about a woman. Uh, question fifteen. <laughs> In which movie... Oh, sorry, she's still not as wooden as Clooney is in the oh, film. Oh, fucking hell. So. Uh, in which movie does the Bat Pod make its debut? Is that a trick question? The Bat Pod technically debuts in The Dark Knight. Is that your final answer? Yes. Good, because it's right. Good. <laughs> I was going to say, because it's, it's only ever called the Bat Pod in those movies, isn't it? Uh, yes. But, it, but it's the cycle. Uh, question 16. In which film... Does the caped crusader make use of shark repellent bat spray? <laughs> Batman the movie. Hey, of course. Old chum. 17. According to Batman, 1989, 
Who killed Bruce Wayans' parents? Jack Napier. Indeed. Um, with his massive teeth. Question 18. What pointed addition did Batman Forever make to the Batsuit? Nipples. Hey, of course. Well, um, it's the second Batsuit in the movie has the nipples. The first one doesn't because it's just the Burton one, basically. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, no, it does have the nipples. Not, and it's not like pronounced because it, it, it changes that suit like halfway through, doesn't it? No, it has, it has the nipples. Is that right? No, because I, th- I thought he had, I thought he had the yellow circle, and it was more like the '89 suit. Yeah, but it's not the nipples. And then it, oh, did he already have? The, so they re-sculpted the '89 suit and yeah, gave it nipples. Oh no, no, but it, but it's meant to like the other one because then for the rest of the film he's got like a slightly altered version with a different chest, and then at the end of the movie he's got like the, the silver, we're the selling, so we're selling yeah. toys version. Um, yeah. uh, maybe I'll have to watch it again. Uh, any excuse to watch Batman Forever again. It is, um, it is, it is terrible and wonderful at the same time. It's terrible, but it's the only one I had on VHS as a kid, so I've got a soft spot for it. It's so um, you, and it's and so, so you. <laughs> um, question nineteen. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like a fried egg? True or false? <laughs> the Joker's real name is never revealed in the Dark Knight. True. It is tr- it's true. Um, and finally, question 20. In Batman the movie, <gasps> Lee Merriweather takes on which role previously played by Julie Newmark? Catwoman. Indeed. And she, play, she plays it just for that film. Then Julie Tony Newmark Moore. reprises it in the show after that. And then um, Eartha Kitt takes over in Batman City. Uh, you got that one wrong. You got that one and wrong. Yeah, they completely recast the ethnicity of the character and it's never brought up and it's never explained away and they just move on and it's like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do it, team. I think I got four wrong. You did indeed get four wrong. So 16 out of 20. Pick it with another cock. We'll do one more each and then we'll get into the mail. We'll do, one more, we'll do one more each and then we'll try and do the fucking mega hard whatever the last page one is. All right. So go on. Uh, right. Get, I'm, I'm just going to flick forward in the book and you say stop. Stop. Round 23. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Hit me Marvel this. TV. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't worry. It's not MCU TV give specific. Me, give me, uh, hit me with your rhythm stick. 70s TV Spider-Man Nicholas Hammond <laughs> is also known for which 1960s blockbuster musical? Ah, oh, fuck a duck. <laughs> 1960s blockbuster musical starring Nicholas Hammond. Yeah, he's not like the title character or anything. He's part of the ensemble of the movie and it's a fucking famous musical film. If someone said to you, like, name the top three like most famous musical films of all time, this is definitely What's that there. story? Nope. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I said, name the top three. Like, you've got two more slots. I'll name, oh, fuck it. I, I, don't, I don't know it. Hills are alive, motherfucker. The hills are alive with the sound of I'm Peter Parker, a teenager who looks about 40. Uh, right, no, that's fair enough. Who played the Green Giant's alter ego, David (laughs) Bruce Banner, in The Incredible Hulk? Oh, it was... um, Oh, what's his fucking name now? He's in... He's got a comic book style name. He's got a cameo in uh, Bill Bixby. Yes! Um... Interesting fact for the listeners who didn't know, he's called David Banner in the TV show because the network executives that commissioned the show thought Bruce was a gay name. <laughs> and the, and the um, heterosexual ladies watching the show would tune out if they thought the character was gay. And yet also in the <laughs> comics, he's, he's interchangeably seemingly called Bruce and Robert. 
Yeah. Robert Bruce Banner. Who knows? Who knows? I think Robert going? and Bruce Banner happened just because like Stan forgot the name half the time. Wouldn't surprise me. But it's just like, wow, network, network execs, you creepy. <laughs> you, you creepy, um, boys. You creepy and homophobic. <laughs> Speaking of homophobic, so how many episodes did the show run for? <laughs> A, um, 62. B, 72. Or C, 82. I don't know if this counts for T. I don't think this counts for TV movies. I think this is the show. I'm going to go for 72. Close. 82. <laughs> close. 82. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, they're wrong. Technically, any answer would be close. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The TV movie, The Incredible Hulk Returns from 1988, yes. sees our hero team up with which other Marvel icon? Now, he teamed up with two. Yes. But you've got to figure out which one. So this film, just to reiterate, the film is The Incredible Hulk Returns, Returns. not The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, it's going to be Thor, then. Fuck yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's Daredevil in Trial. Yeah, can you remember who the villain is in Trial? Uh, I've not seen Trial for Wilson so long. Fisk. It's Kingpin. Yeah, and do you know who he's played by? Um, Riptor. Jonathan Rhys Davies. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. That's probably a question mate one as well. Uh, if it is, fuck. The animated show, The New Fantastic Four, replaced the Human Torch with which member? Uh, now, for those who don't know, for some reason, Marvel, when animating the Fantastic Four for that series, didn't have the rights to the Human Torch because it had something to do with the Timely comics and the character originally called the Human Torch. It was a different I character. I think it was also something to do with not wanting kids to set themselves on fire. That was also a factor as um, well. It was Herbie. It was fucking Herbie. The robot. The robot, because of course. Also... Also, there was that thing cartoon where thing had a had a thing ring that turned him into the thing from a human, and he and when he used it, he said, "Thing ring, do your thing." Oh Christ, that's a thing. Ring, <laughs> do your thing. In which MCU movie did Agents of Shield protagonist Phil Coulson make his first appearance? Iron Man, two thousand and seven, eight. But yeah, sure, that's a correct answer. <laughs> uh, Coulson has also headed up two Marvel one shots. Name them. Uh, the Consultant, and yep. a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. Fuck, yeah. I missed the one shot so much. Louis Despacito um, directed them all. Yeah. And he's still an exec producer on the films, and I'm just like, please just give him like that random budget to make more one Give him a little bit of cash. The last one shot was Agent Carter. And then it was... A TV series. A TV series. Which, yeah. Um, oh, no, so the, no, the last one was uh, All Hail the King. Of course. Which is fucking superb. But we don't get those things anymore. Nah. We don't get nice things anymore. Which of the which of these MCU films did Peggy Carter, aka Agent Carter, not appear in? Yeah. Ant Man, Avengers Assemble, Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. No, I've got that wrong. No, now, it, now, yeah. now, do you know what? <clears throat> what? I'm going to give you that. Why? Because this book says it's Age of Ultron. But she is in Age of Ultron. Yeah, she's in the... the, um, the Scarlet Witch's Division. It's, it's Assemble she's not Assemble in. she's not in. So total film, you done fucked up. up. But I got it right because you no, got but, it wrong. No, but I'm going to give it to you because you said it and then you went, oh, hang on, no, that's not right. Yep. And the book fucked up, so you're having that. Yep. You're having that point whether you like it or not. All right, I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I'll What's take the connection it. between James Darcy and Paul Bettany? Um, this is a Marvel question. 
James What's Darcy. the connection between James Darcy and Paul Bettany? Because James Darcy died in Marvel. Um... I have no idea. They both played characters called Jarvis in the MCU. James Darcy is Jarvis in Agent Carter. Oh, Howard Stark's Howard yes. Stark's butler and uh, Agent yes. Carter's sidekick. See, when you said James Darcy, yeah. for some reason in my head, I was thinking the other James, James um, not McAvoy, James, um, James, Jamesy Faye. The guy who was originally, uh, the guy who's in the following and was originally in, um, and he did Solomon Kane and he was in, uh, Jimmy Schmidt. He was the, he was the original <laughs> V in V for Vendetta before, um, Hugo Weaving. Before Hugo Weaving took over. James, some other. I had him, for some That's reason, right. I was thinking him. That's, That's right. right. Oh, it's also yeah. confusing because I hear Paul Bettany now and I just think Vision. I keep forgetting, yeah. oh yeah, he was Jarvis. Yeah, yes, right. Um, name the upcoming MCU series. Uh, when this book was printed, yes. that will be centred on a group of royal characters. <laughs> Is it by any chance the, the cancelled, the Inhumans? Yeah, the uh, rest in peace, the Inhumans. I was reading um, some classic Fantastic Four last night, and it was the first appearance of the Inhumans, which is great. If I remember correctly, Crystal well, Ma- the first character they encounter. No, Medusa appears first as a member of the Frightful Four, and then Gorgon appears in a later oh, issue course. to bring her back, and then Johnny Storm. Pardon me, is out on his own and he meets Crystal and Crystal takes him back to their hiding place. Of course, I forgot that Medusa yeah. shows up as a baddie first. Yeah, yeah shit, son. Um, also, the Frightful Four. Yeah. <laughs> was Sandman in the Frightful Four at that point? Uh, it was, it, in his weird, like, the, he's got like a cape and a mask and everything. No, like, no, why no. Why do you look it, like it's, that? It's just a purple version of his, of his classic costume. Uh, but later, later on, he has like yeah. a cape and a mask. But it's, like, it's Wizard, Sandman, the Trap Star, formerly Page Pop Pete. Which I, he's, he's my he's my favourite 60s Marvel villain and because he's so crap and <laughs> Medusa <laughs> Condiment King but with Pace Poppy how is the character Danny Rand better known uh, answer sensibly a massive wanker no Iron Fist, <laughs> Iron Fist. in which season of which TV show did the Punisher make his MCU debut oh the season 2 of The Devil Yaha. and who's the actor who plays him John Bernthal fuck yeah What's the stage name of Kirk Jones, who played the title character in 2006's Blade the Series? Oh, Sticky Fingers. Fuck yes, it is. Which TV... Can you spell fingers for an imaginary uh, bonus point? It's F-I-N-G-A-Z. Yes, it is. Which TV series centred on a trio calling themselves the Spider Friends? Oh, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Fuck yeah. It's Spider-Man, uh, Firestar, and... Uh, Iceman. Iceman, yeah. Who officially got killed off in Spider-Verse. Yeah. In the build-up to Spider-Verse, Dan Slott killed them off. Yeah. Which I kind of liked a lot. Yeah, and it, a lot of people on the internet got upset because that's what they do. And you're like, oh, boo-hoo, that yeah. show that hasn't had any new episodes oh, for 40 dear. years has been referenced and they're all dead. Oh, oh, no. oh I'm sorry. Does your, do your fan fictions not count anymore? Oh, my fan hurts. Oh, that's um, what it was fun. It was like, here you go. It was fun. It shows the stakes. It hits you in the feels. Da- it, was, it was meant to make you go, damn it, I like that show and he's killed them. Yes. And that was meant to yes. be it. Yes. Complete the series title. Hulk and the Agents of... Uh, Smash. Yes, punctuated. Which of these is not a genuine show title? Okay. X-Men, Masters of Mutant Kind. X-Men, Evolution. X-Men, Pride of the X-Men. Oh, Masters of Mutant Kind. 
Yeah, that's, you know what? That's true, but it's also a bit of a trick question. Because uh, Pride of the X-Men was, was never... It was a show. It was a half-hour like pilot. Yeah, it was, it was a pilot for the early version of the X-Men cartoon, but it was weird, like, had an Australian Wolverine and weird shit like that. But, yeah. <laughs> but never, never really got produced. Which TV superhero runs a detective agency called Alias Investigations? Jessica Jones. Yes. Luke Cage star Mike Coulter, so in the words of just... the movie White Chicks... A beautiful chocolate pan. Oh, Mike Coulter just... Made his big screen debut That's a in man Witch. right there. Made his debut in Witch Naughty's Best Picture winner. Fuck. A duck. What was Mike Coulter in? Uh, Naughty's Best Picture. Best Picture winner. Mike Coulter made his big screen debut. So we're talking from 2001 to 2009. Yeah. I can give you director if you want to narrow, narrow it down, but it might give it away really easily. Nah, actually. yeah, yeah, it will. Um, I've no fucking it, it, idea. It's got the same name as an Alice Cooper song. Um, no, that's too. It's too million dollar baby. Oh, billion dollar baby, isn't it? Million dollar baby. Million dollar baby. Okay, uh, I've not seen it, so I have no idea. Uh, and Alice Cooper's is million dollar baby, but then the second line is billion dollar baby when it's yeah. I've seen him again in a few weeks watching Hollywood yeah. Vampires. Yay! No, I'm Joe Perry! Alice Cooper! Johnny Depp. But then I'm also, see- I'm also seeing the Foo Fighters two days later. So. Oh, that's going to be pretty fucking sweet. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. star Adrian Palicki. Oh, yeah. Also played which DC icon? Wonder Woman. Yep, in the Never Aired TV pilot. Yeah. Uh, 16 out of 20, my man. Oh, Good. yes. All right. Now, which one for you? Uh... Women's. This should have been the podcast from episode one. So each week we just do a quiz page and talk shit. Go! What we got? Uh, oh! oh. This is round 17. Aye. Quotes. Easy. Uh, oh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. One of them better um, be, I'm blank and I'm the fastest okay. man alive. <laughs> oh, you'll get these. I'll check my pants. Um, question one. Which super baddie asked why so serious? The you care? Oh, uh, yeah. From which film? Uh, Dark Knight. Of course. Oh, I'm do I have to name the film? Uh, well. No, no, you don't have to, I guess. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you anyway. Um, <laughs> question two: What's the final pre-credits line? Final pre-credits line of Iron Man, two thousand eight. I'm Iron Man. Oh yes. Um, question three: The Hulk has a single two-word line in Avenger Assembly. Yes. What is it? Puny God. Yeah, oh, so good. Um. And question four, which actor says it? Ah, uh, it's Lou Ferrigno. I didn't even need to give you the options. It is indeed Lou Ferrigno. Because Lou Ferrigno provided the vocal effects for the Hulk in Incredible Hulk and Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. He provides the roars for every subsequent appearance, but Mark Ruffalo now does the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so when, when the Hulk finally says, Hulk smash! That was in, Lou in Incredible Hulk, it was Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Um, question five. You're a dick. To who is Wolverine <laughs> referring in X-Men? 2000. Uh, a, Professor X, B, Magneto, or C, Cyclops. Cyclops. It is Cyclops. indeed Cyclops. Cy- prove, prove it to you. You're, You're a, a dick. dick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I like it. Hey, you um, know the fight seems intense when everything's lit in red for no reason. Of course. In, of the, course. in the museum slash gift shop section of the Statue of Liberty. Um, question six. Name the Bat movie in which Alfred says... Something just like to watch the world burn. 
The dog fire. Of course. Um, question seven. Shabbat 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 Carrying this ruby. Your father. His father just carrying this watch. Bizarre. Um And now I'll carry it for you. Right? Question. Like, Don't worry, I have given it a scrub. Question seven! <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell, Megatron? Or was it Skeletor? Question seven. <laughs> uh, I'll, do, I'll do it in Skeletor's voice. Question seven! Oh, Filling the missing blank from Batman and Robin! Oh. This is why blank works alone! Superman. Indeed. This is why Superman works alone. Indeed. The second reference to the outside, the wider DC universe in those movies. Yes. First one's in Batman Forever, isn't it? It's um, uh, Chase Reddy uh, mentions uh, Metropolis. Metropolis by now, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, hang on, that's in. That's in. That's in oh, it's in Forever, yes, it must be definitely in Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, uh, uh, but, 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 yeah, then that. Superman is the final nail in the coffin, making this thing. Oh God, don't drag him down with you. No. <laughs> um, question eight: Which Avenger gives the command? Hulk, smash! Captain America. Wave. Captain America slings his mighty shield. Uh, yeah. Um, I watch you on that roof, surveying this and the other. I love that fucking bit. Just like and Hulk, <laughs> smash. So good. Shitty. The shit. So good. Like. Um, oh, God, question oh, nine. In Spider-Man 2002... The uh, second best Spider-Man, don't me. Which character tells our hero, you're not Superman, you know? Aunt May. Aunt May. Simultaneously confirming those universes don't exist separately and it's just Spider-Man. Question. And it's also freaking adorable. Ten. Yes. Um, which iconic line from Jerry Maguire does the Joker quote in The Dark Knight? You... <laughs> um, question 11 in the oh, same <laughs> you laughing that I'm just thinking of Lego Batman <laughs> um, question 11 in the same film which character name drops the title of the film uh, Jim Gordon at the very end it's all very big you know um, it's, question... the last line, it's the last line in the film isn't it question 12 Wolverine has one foul mouthed line in X-Men First Class. There's one line. What is it? Oh, God. This is actually tough because it could Don't be one of two. Don't overthink it. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember we saw that in Hammersmith. In yes. cinema. I remember yes. pissing with laughter that when that good. happened. It was wonderful. Um, question that was a good year of superhero movies. I mean, they're far better movies now. That was First Class was alright. Thor, First um, Class, and Captain America, First Avenger. It was like, that was a pretty good year. Oh, oh, and The Green Hornet. But I fell asleep during that. Oh, The Green Hornet was... I fell asleep during The Green Hornet. Mm. Um, I liked a lot of it, but it's not very good. Um, since, since reading Kevin Smith's Green Hornet, which is based on the screenplay he was pitching as a movie, I'm like, yeah, no, this is a better film. This is a better film than the film that was made. Yeah, it's yeah. the same story, except it's not about a deadbeat son. It's about two people taking up the mantle from their fathers. Yeah. And it, it's so much better. <laughs> it's so yeah. much better. And it doesn't um, have a random James Franco cameo in the opening scene for well, no reason. Uh, question 13. Who throws that line back in his face in days of future past? Uh, Xavier, and he says it wrong. And um, which Xavier? Uh, uh, McAvoy. Yes. Because he just says, uh, so is it what you said to me? Fuck off. Uh, it's like, yeah. it's not what he says. And also, yeah. why would you, why would you say that? Like, who would say, 
I remember meeting you very specifically in the past at some point, and I'm going to say, fuck off. It's like, um, what? The screenwriter. Um, question a 14. movie that gets worse the more you think about it. In question 14. <clears throat> in Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot has one line that isn't, I am Groot. What is it? <clears throat> tears! So many tears! Delicious. Um, question 15. Which highly quotable character is known as the Merc with the Mouth? Deadpool. Ugh, look at my balls! <laughs> That's the Weekly Planet's review. Of what we're review. Uh, look at my balls! Right. <laughs> no, it's got that's 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 the movie. Uh, question sixteen. And in which movie did he get that mouth sewn shut? X Men Origins Wolverine. It's so bad. Um. Question seventeen. Which which of these insults is not aimed at Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Okay. A. Fur-headed Zorro. B. Trash Panda. Or C. Triangle-faced monkey. Fur-headed Zorro. Uh, you are correct, of course. Um, question 18. Talking of insults, who does Loki call a Yuling Quinn? Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Um, this is his bargain, you Yuling Quinn. Oh, I love that you got that line past the censor. It's gross, but it's so Loki. Um, it's freaking great. Question. It's just, it's, but it's because it's, it's wording. Yes. It's, it's, wor- it's yeah. how it's worded. Question 19. And Americans ain't that smart if it answers yet, please. Question 19. Is it though? It will be if you shut the fuck up! <laughs> Kneel before. Oh, Who? Zod. Zod, indeed. Don't try to throw um, me off with your with your freaking Guardians of the Galaxy Who delivery. Question 20. <laughs> what does the Joker always ask of his intended victims? I'm assuming this is referring to. Oh! Oh my god, this could refer to either of them! I'm guessing. Do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And you would be guessing... Correct. Thank fuck. You got a 20 out of 20 on that one. Did I? Yeah, you got them all right. Yay! Yes. I was going to say, because it could be, do you want to know how I got these scars? But I was like, no. 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 I asked out of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> uh, right, well, I'm well, going to... Should we take a look at the hard one? I'm, do you know what? I'm, I want to hit you with the I want to hit you with the hard round. Because you want to hit me with the hard yeah, round? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because if you get the, ten out, the unmade movie. If one. you get at least ten, okay. do that. If you All get right. at least ten out of twenty, all right. The surprise. Oh god. <laughs> all right. And then we'll get into emails. Yeah. All maybe. right. Uh, we can go get, long on if this. You get one, less than, if you get less than ten out of twenty, yeah. Uh, you've got to fill me with cake. Oh, fuck! I haven't got any cake in. Well, you'll have to bake it oh, inside me. In I know you're packing away. So I've got I've got two sweet waffles in the freezer. A two pack of sweet waffles. Are they egos? No. Oh. You might as well be, but they're not. Um, Are you ready for this voice? Yeah, hit me with these. Hit me with these. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew Watson, welcome to round 30, the last oh, round of the book. Okay. Unmade movies. I can't believe we've got all three through all 30 rounds in this podcast. Um, Adaptations from an alternate universe. Okay, okay. This is some nerd trivia shit right here. All right. Question one. Yeah. Which superhero movie did James Cameron almost direct in the 90s? Uh, Spider-Man. And it was fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Name the anti-heroes assembled DC movie that has failed to materialise despite once having Guillermo del Toro attached. Oh, Justice League Dark. Yes. Mm. 
which sucks because I want that film right now. Mm. Which character was Anne Hathaway in line to play <laughs> in Sam Raimi's <laughs> ill-fated Spider-Man 4? <laughs> now, I cannot accept the previous mention of this character we made. You have to give me either the alias or the usual name. Um, it's Black Cat slash... Yeah. Um, Felicia. 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 Felicia Harding. Felicia Harding. Felicia Harding. Felicia. I must have plasma. Oh, fucking hell. True or false? Death Wish director Michael Winner came close to making a Captain America film. (sighs) Calm down, dear. It's a trivia question. I'm going to say what I hope it is, which is false. Of course it is. Why else would it be in there? Superman Lives was set to be directed by Tim Burton. Aye. And would have starred Nicolas Cage. Yes. And this question's worded really incorrectly, so I will reword it. Who originally had written the script the film was based on? So, this isn't the first draft of the script. It's the Uh, draft of the script that Tim Burton... Oh, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. It says who was writing it. Kevin Smith was not writing the Tim Burton movie. Kevin Smith already had yeah, yeah. A, uh, a version of the script. He was the second writer. <laughs> Superman Lives producer John Peters was reportedly set on including a giant <laughs> spider. Which Peters produced film ended up with a giant spider? That would be uh, 1999's Wild Wild West. Which was wild. Well, absolutely. Oh, okay. They, we, they were this wrong. Which okay. was said, including a giant mechanical spider. No, he wanted no, a giant spider. Just a giant spider. Spiders are the most vicious killers <laughs> in the animal kingdom. And could there be a fight with a polar bear? Brain action, rattling polar bears. You know polar bears? They're the most vicious killers in the animal kingdom. You know, I, wa- I watched that again the other day. Uh, yeah. That 15, 20 minute segment. That's some of the best storytelling it's so I've good. ever seen. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. Who said this of their unhappy Superman costume test? Okay. I'm stood there, and then I have this picture of me in that costume on posters all around the world, and I was like, no way. And I unzipped it. I can give you a clue. To Brandon you. Ruth? Uh, no. Okay. Sorry. Who was it? Jude Law. Oh, oh so it was an actor who didn't... Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the running. Well, it said, who said this of their unhappy costume test? Oh, so yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the running for playing the Superman Returns. Oof. Yeah. Uh, which supervillain would Christopher Reeve have faced in Superman 5? They Bra- actually would have gone for a full-blown supervillain from the... Um, uh, Brainiac? Yeah. Oh, cool. Brainiac was on the cards. Cool. <laughs> oh, no, Cannon would have fucked that one up. <laughs> what was the working title of the five call that would have followed Batman five and Robin? Quote. Now, Jeez. there are several titles that have bandied around, um, but I will accept any of them personally. If I've heard it, I will accept it. I've heard... I'll give you a couple yes. before you tell me if I'm right or wrong, because I'm pretty sure I am. I've heard Batman Triumphant. Mm-hmm. I've heard Batman Dark Knight mm-hmm. with a capitalised K in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that might have been the only ones I've heard. Those are, those are indeed yeah. the two titles that were associated with a Schumacher yeah. 5 Have they got a different one? Uh, no, it's Batman Triumphant. Okay. Uh, there were other ones as well, but they were all reboots. But yeah, because yeah, was... they were going to do year one for a bit, weren't they? Yeah, so yeah. With, with with Clooney. And Darren Aronofsky. With Clooney. No, and, and briefly, um, Schumacher wanted to oh, do it. Oh, God. He wanted to do it with Clooney and go back to the beginning of the story, which is like... No, nah, that makes no sense. Which Frank Miller comic did our Darren Aronofsky attempt to make into a movie? Batman year one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and who was approached for the lead role? Is 
guess I don't know. So I'm going to take a stab. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Run out of time it was made and... Early, early, early to mid 2000s. Early to mid 2000s. Um, I'm gonna go. Don't know why. I don't know why this is in my head, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be wrong. It's gonna be so wrong, but I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Adrian Brody. Very wrong. It's Christian Bale. Oh, okay. Because of course. they carried him over into what it eventually became, which was Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Yeah. I knew I knew it was in trouble when this person said, Why does everything have to be so dark? Which actor gave this reason for departing a superhero franchise? I knew it was in trouble when Blah said, Why does everything have to be so dark? I can tell you who they were referring to, not by name, but what their position was in the project. It would have been a director, sure. It was a director, yeah. Um. So the actor gave this... This is a quote from the actor who left the franchise. I knew it was in trouble when the new director said, why does everything have to be so dark? Uh, Michael Keaton. It is indeed on a quote talk, from Michael on, Keaton. On, on talk the about Batman, Batman Forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Joel Schumacher, yeah. yeah. Army Hammer... And George Miller almost uh-huh. collaborated on which abandoned superhero movie? Like Justice League Mortal. Fuck. It was yes. literally days away from rolling. It was. Because we, we had that the, costume pick. Not which is a terrible it? quality pick. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Blade Trinity duo David S. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds yeah. almost brought which comic book character to the big screen? I kind of like, and I, I kind of want to peek into the ultimate universe where this happens, the ultimate timeline. Uh, I'm thinking about Reynolds and Goya, so it probably would have been Deadpool. Nope. Oh, okay. It was the Flash. Fuck off. Reynolds, I can see. But Goya. Goya, no. Fuck that. But Goya's like so attached to DC side of everything that you can tell he was like, yeah, I want to do it as long as it's Martian Manhunter. <sighs> so that's stupid bullshit. He's great anyway, Supergirl, though. Anyway, Superman's Jesus. Um, um, which, oh, hang on, no. Written by J.J. Abrams. Almost done. directed by Brett Ratner. Then McGee. Name this failed comic book movie. So it's a film that never came to be. Um, Superman Flyby. Superman Flyby. Yeah. Another, one. Another one with a weirdly stylized title. Yeah. Um, which never made Wolfgang Peterson comic book movie was teased in poster form. In I Am Legend. Oh, uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, isn't it weird how that fucking... Yeah. Exists? Well, technically, no, that hasn't been made. No one's ever made Batman vs Superman into a movie. Batman v Superman. It was a thing. <laughs> Hellboy 3 never materialised. But which Stranger Things actor is now playing <laughs> Big Red in the upcoming reboot? Oh, um, David Harbour. Fuck yes. Can't wait for the trailer for that to drop. What if Cannot Superman wait. were to drop onto the White House and snatch the president out of the Oval Office? Uh, David, get out of here. David, get out of here. Yeah, don't do it, David. David. What was the name of the binned Spider-Man villain team-up movie? Don't overthink it. Sinister Six? Yes. I was I was leaning towards Black and Silver. It, it isn't binned, but... is it? It is well. Black and Silver's happening because Amy Pascal it's is not Amy Pascal. Happening. It's not gonna happen. And Amy Pascal's 
shit. No, it's in free throw. It's not going to happen because Venom's going to fail. No, Venom's not going to fail. Of course, Venom's not going to fail. Everyone's like, Venom is so cool. And everybody who wasn't a teenager in the mid 90s is going, No, he's not. Have you rad? 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 Two questions to go, Matt. If you fail these. Yeah. You've still technically got more than ten. Okay. Name the director who toiled for years on oh, an adaptation of Watchmen before Zack Snyder eventually oh, um, made his 2009 cut. Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam, yeah. who I still would like to see direct a TV version, except maybe not so much now because it seems like he's a bit of a prick. Yeah, sucks, well. Because, you know. Like, but he has finished the, the Mario Kill Don Quixote. Is it a documentary? No, that was a, there was a film. No, no. Lost in the Mansion was a documentary it's, about yeah, it, wasn't It's it, finished yeah. now. It's coming out. Oh. Trailers are out. Will anyone care? Probably not. Probably not. Daring, fun, funny, and usually exciting. Shame we won't see it. Simon Pegg said this about which unmade comic book movie. Simon Pegg. Uh, Daring, uh, fun, funny, and usually exciting. Shame we won't see it. Uh, uh, Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Edgar Wright's Ant-Man yeah. is indeed the answer. Matthew Just Watson. Simon Pegg. You get your prize. Oh, God. You get to live for another day. <laughs> But also as a bonus prize. Oh God! What have you done? Uh, so, like I said, I went rooting through all of these, I didn't buy you all of these magazines. It doesn't matter. I, I planned this. <laughs> I went rooting through all these magazines and whatnot and found this quiz book. But it's not the only thing I found. What else did you find? The other thing I found, I'm not gonna do anything with because uh, it's me, and you'll know why when you see it. Okay. Um, but you might enjoy it. Now, I know obviously you've taken your walls down. They're all I have, now, I have taken my walls but I'm, down. I'm, I'm assuming some stuff will go up again in the new days. Oh, yeah. Nearly everything so is going to go up please again. please take good care of this Last Jedi oh! poster. <laughs> yes! <laughs> go alongside your Force Awakens. Yes! I will! <laughs> I will treasure this forever, Christopher. Because... Even if you lost your... I think, I think it's the best Star Wars film. And you would be <laughs> right to have your own opinion. <laughs> no, Happy 100th episode! Hey! <laughs> Let's talk about emails! Oh, I thought we were going to announce it was the last one. Oh. Nah. Oh, well. We'll get around to it. We'll, we'll take it up to 104. Two, two, two years. And then we'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, three people are shitting themselves right now. Emails! Emails! E- Let's e- have a little look. Emails! <laughs> Emails! Sorry, that must have been something I ate. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to put the poster up, not swallow it. Um, this one came in from Ian. Um, Sorry, and it's titled... You just shot it then. Happy, oh, well, I'll clean it up later, it'll be fine. Um, happy 100 and second birthday. Yeah. Here yeah. are a list of my favourite moments. Um, when I drew you guys... And broke Chris. Yeah, also, the McGann voice email about Quest for Camelot. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty traumatic. Remember, Phoenix, think alarm clocks. <laughs> also, listening to some to, to some back uh, to to uh, listening to some back. Billy <laughs> Billy Tree uh, Billy Tracy predicted William Hartnell in season ten. Did he ever get you those drinks? We've not seen him since. We've not physically seen him um, since, the, since that time, I believe. So you're going to have to chase that. All the comic stuff you've taught me so I can sound clever when a Marvel movie's out. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to think or two about a thing or two. <laughs> the hilarious jokes at the start from Chris. Honestly, that is the funniest he ever is. Um, 
bangs? Uh, oh. All of Matt in the dark and sexy and right now class podcast slash anytime Matt gets really pissed off. You both said you wouldn't watch series two, so I guess since it might be a big finish box set, I guess we'll be getting a review. That's a technicality. <laughs> read the small print. Um, read the small print. Uh, when Santa appeared and the special guests. I loved um, the Santa episode. It's a shame he couldn't make it last year, but we, we stopped believing last year. The unitard of Doctor Who. When Matt read, reads something he doesn't understand. Which is frequently. Um, the big damn stream with the puppets and the Jesse or James discussion, which asked the question pondered over for years. What is Ekins backwards? <laughs> oh, any, yeah. any of the musical moments where you break into song? Fair enough. There have been quite a few, actually. The incident. Oh, God, not the incident. I'm trying to think, I, I'm trying to think up from really different questions. I still haven't watched The Return of Dr. Mysterio. Do I win something? Yeah, you, yeah. Al- you already have. You win um, a no prize. Thank you for pleasuring. No thank you for pleasuring my ears holes. Unfortunately, my left one is kind of waxy, so. <laughs> um, thank you, sugars. Oh, and when we thought the world would get better, but it didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're God. telling me. You know, we, I think go back right. We like episode twelve or whatever. We did supervillain top trumps. Yeah. And we were like, this is never going to happen in a million years. Yeah. This, too, this guy dude is too cartoonishly fucked up. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah. 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 God, we got that one yeah. wrong, didn't we? That was terrible. Uh, just um, a, quick, a quickie from Twitter. Yeah. Dan Rawlings. Hey, Dan Rawlings. Dan Rawlings says, every time Matt laughs uncontrollably. Which is frequently. And Chris struggles to finish whatever it is he's saying over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Although usually it's me struggling to finish what I'm saying over Chris babbling and aimless. You say no uncontrollably. I mean, you, you, you're right. Um, question. Yes. It's the title of the email. This one comes in from 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 Mitchell, and is completely unrelated to our hundredth episode. Oh. What is your favourite Beatles song? That's a lovely question. Um. Oh, how long do you have? Does while um, my guitar technically count as a Beatles song? No, it's a, it's a Beatles song. Then yes, that's um, mine. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I've got a soft spot for Eleanor Rigby. Oh, I should be glad to know that. Um, um, and um, Maxwell Silverhammer. I like Maxwell Silverhammer yeah. quite a bit as well. Um, I am going to cheat, and I'm going to say the second side of Abbey Road. The medley. That's a whole... Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, the, fair enough. The, from... Um, what does it start on? It starts on... Uh, da, 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 da. Shimmy through the back of the window. Does it start on that? Uh, and then it goes. how from... most of my evenings begin. Uh, hey, Doesn't and it goes, sense. and it and it ends on the end. Um, that one. Yeah, the Abbey Road medley. I'm cheating. Um. <laughs> oh, here we go. This one comes in from Tom Monty. <laughs> That's a new voice for Tom at this stage uh, of the game. Well, you know. Uh, dear. I'm going to have to do it in the full time once you voice around because it's different. Um, it's the hundredth there. Come on. Dear Chris and Matt. Oh, no, actually, no, stop. Mary, 100th episode. Don't worry, there aren't 100 questions. The title of the email is, is 100 BBC questions, by the way. Um, Jesus Christ. 
stuff nightmares are made of, Tom. Some of my favorite big damn bits from over the last nearly two years yes. range from the big Rick and Morty circle jerk to the bulbous and sweating, throbbing peat meat. It sounds better when you put the two together. <laughs> the Ricopalde parts one and two found in the sweating peat meat are probably my favorite sections in all of your 100 cars. I've already revisited part one, and will probably be doing the same with part two. I very much enjoyed hearing how highly you thought of the Capaldi era. Class dismissed. An autopsy is also a guilty pleasure of mine. Guilty because it's about class. <laughs> what do you think? Of the one hundredth story of classic, oh, the stones of blood. As Tom Motti snuck a reluctant Doctor Who question. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, several. Um, there's more. Come. Stones of Blood's in the middle of Kitty Time, isn't it? Yeah, it's the one with the with the vampire. Uh, All I remember is the batty old woman. It's vampire like Stonehenge, <laughs> and who is, and who is implicitly a lesbian. Is she? Like, it's like sort of like. I think people have been have, have sort of read into it that she's probably supposed to be a lesbian. Fair play, but but that uh, might be just people's wishful thinking. Fair well. play. But, I, yeah. I just think she's nuts because she spends time sitting oh, around a bunch of I, stones. I love it. I love Stones of Blood. It's pants. I love it. Did you have um, the original DVD box set where it's like that full wrap around? It's the big purple box. It's beautiful because I've, I've yeah, got the later version of it where it's just a, it's just a cardboard slip cover for the six DVDs. Ah! It's, not, it's not as pretty. Um, yeah. no, it's it's a big. Big cardboard thing and the top opens and it's got a thing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's not that cool. It's fucking bulky. Um, <laughs> but it's also just bring it out on Blu-ray. I just want it in one case. Fucking hell. They better make that one look like the key of time. They better be painted no, fiscally and stuff. No. Just it sticks out like a sore ass. <laughs> like that entire season. Um, <laughs> crawl, crawl. crawl <laughs> that was for ages. That was the only one I had because I had it on VHS. I think I won it at an event. The only Doctor Who story you had. No, the only of... the only key time story I had was Power right. of Crawl. So you're there going, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, Who's I'm this like... woman? Why are they looking for a huge? But giant... also, giant tentacle monster. You know, we've been rewatching um, Kings Marinus this past week. Oh yeah, and it's wonderful because it's like, here's how you do the key time. It's over, <laughs> it's over in six episodes. Oh, please, if only it was over in six episodes. It's straightforward. Um, one of them set in a screaming jungle, the other one's in ice caves, and there's another one with a murder trial, and it's straightforward and simple, and the Vord are freaking great. The Vord. The Vord. Vord. Especially when that one's disguised as freaking, um, what's his name? I don't know. What's the name of the old guy who sends them off on the quest in the first I place? I've not seen the Keys and Baroness. You haven't seen it? No. It's great. It's really, there's some quite, William Hartlett had a scheduled vacation to give him some time off. Oh yeah, so he's not in like two episodes. There's like two episodes of the Doctor's yeah. just not in it, and when they finally meet back up with him again on like the place where they're meant to meet him, it's like he's not got any of the keys. It's just like, what the fuck has he been doing for a week? I'm oh, just you know chilling out. Sod all. Um, <laughs> just been in Tenerife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think of the one hundredth episode of New Hugh? Oh, what's that one? The Crimson Horror. Those titles are wonderfully uh, sort of. Synergetic. Yeah, I like the Crimson the, Horror. The, the, the stones, was it? The stones of blood. Stones of blood and the, crim- the Crimson Horror. The crimson Horror. Um, I like I the Crimson it. Horror. It's it's fine. It's a bit of fluff. It's it's fun enough. Who's the villain in there again? Diana. It's, in, it's Diana Riggs. Diana she's, Riggs. She's got the parasite thing on her. Mister Sweet. 
Yeah. It? Yeah, that's great. And it, and it turned, and yeah, pe- people get turned red and just and it, like and it's, turn into wood. It's and it's weird. a non Moffat Paternoster story. Yeah. Mark Gatiss, isn't it? It's a Mark Gatiss one. I think so. So, yeah. it, so it's, they're not overdone in the ways that he tends to overdo them. No. But they're, 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 also, I think it was before we got sick of them. Yeah. I think it was like their, their mm-hmm. second, it was like it was their yeah. third appearance. The third appearance. Um, and also, just that whole setting. A, Ma- a Matt Smith Yorkshire accent in the flashback. <laughs> oh, and the visuals. And, like, crawling along the frozen, like, the lockjaw. And yeah. Sucking plates. Yeah, oh, it's actually, yeah, do you know what? I really I like, like Crimson Horror. Crimson Horror's all right. Crimson In November of 2063, do you think Doctor Who will still be running? If so, the oomph Doctor will be taking the helm for the 100th anniversary, what number do you think N would be? Uh, I hope that it no, they has... do about four years each, don't they? I hope that Average. it has a successful six years from now when we get at least two more Doctors and then that it fucks off for a couple decades yeah. and then comes back. Why don't they revive it on the 100th anniversary with the with the 16th Doctor? Yeah. The 16th. Which, which will be a a uh, gender neutral child in a motorized wheelchair with canine as a psychic. Oh, based on the damn you, SJW. Um, <laughs> Davies wrote that. I know, I know. I'm being, I'm being satirical. He's an RTD. I'm being satirical. He's an RTD SJW. Um, he's being a troll though. That's the difference. I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. I was gonna say, um, if Doctor Who isn't running in November 2063, what Jeez. do you think would have caused its second demise? Um, the impending thermonuclear World War III. Um, <laughs> if Doctor... <laughs> if Doctor Who isn't running in November 2063, do you think the BBC would still do something to celebrate? Provided the BBC are still in existence themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, they've got, they've got, they're gonna have to. Uh, whether it's running or not, they'll, they'll do something to celebrate. They might even do it, like I say, bring it back with the 16th Doctor. Um, do you think you'll even care in 2063? I don't even think I'll be alive in 2063. <laughs> like, I'll be what? I'll, I'll be 75? I'd be impressed if I make it to 60 at this rate. I'll be, I'll be dead alone. I didn't think I was going to make it to 30, to be honest. Um, here's you still to... haven't. You died in the firefight. No! Um, here's to your next 100 episodes. Tom Montez. Monty, Monty, Thanks, Tom. You lovely, loyal chunk of beef. Unless you're vegan. Or veggie. This one comes in from friend of the show, Charles. Charles. He's recently been having a whale of a time in the States. He's like, buggered me off to following... Disney World. Yeah, yeah. And many, and yeah, seemed like I was having a cracking time. He's surrounded so... by puppies and. <laughs> puppies no. and cobbles. They're, the they've been at home. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. We need to come and, come and see us again soon, Charles. Um, We've reached our hundreds. Come and join us. <laughs> uh, he says, Congratulations. And he says, uh, In lieu of a telegram from her Madge, well, she's been busy this week, um, <laughs> let me be the first. <laughs> Let me be the first to congratulate you on your big damn centenary, my lovely lads. Oh, okay. You've 
always been a consistently wonderful, weird and engaging cornerstone of my last 100 weeks and may it long continue. I would love to. Uh, I've also thoroughly enjoyed my two stints on there with you both, so hopefully there'll be space for me there again somewhere down the road. You have an open invite, Charles, whenever you feel like it. Um, Pop right in. Aye. To the actress to the bishop. Hey! Uh, to tie in with such a big event in the show's history, I'd like it, I'd like it if you both could share some of your favourite events from elsewhere in the pop cultural space be it a blockbuster film or a comic crossover or whatever you choose for it to mean a hundred kisses to you both much love charles um bless his eyes our favorite big milestones in pop culture, stuff, pop culture. Since, since we started um, is that avengers oh god infinity avengers war. infinity was definitely up there not even infinity war just original avengers Okay. Oh, we talk about Avengers. Yeah, just in general. In general. Oh, like, wow. original Avengers. Stuff we've lived in, especially. Straight up. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that, well, that was... That, the feeling that night, watching that for the first time. That was mind-blowing when that with, happened. Uh, when brother um, and stepdad, that when he, Yeah, it was incredible. It was just like, my God, this is this is happening. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who coming back and being good. Yes. Um, oh, the 50th, so arguably, good. like that, the night of the 50th. Yeah, yeah it, it felt... joyous it kind felt, of... Me, I yeah. think me and Charles watched that together, actually. We mocked it mercilessly. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I watched it at the XL. Um, I mean, it's, it's great, but it's not. And then went to bed like, almost immediately after it. Um, no, no, I went to bed and I got my iPad out and went on iPlayer and watched the Five Ish Doctors reboot. Um, <laughs> the Force Awakens. Yeah, that was like that, that was like solid. seeing Star Wars again. Spider Man Seven Hundred. Even though we were amongst yeah. the, we were amongst the small amount of people who actually enjoyed it because we saw the story potential going forward. Oh yeah, yeah, I love I love Superior Spider Man like. We're, we're, we didn't plan that, did we? I think we both just uh, we both arrived. We both like you went with your dad didn't need to plan it. No, no, we. we I day. think because it, it was me, you, and and, and yeah, we we did we bump into each other. No, no, we 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 said we were going to go on unbox, on Boxing Day. Yeah. So yeah. we both knew we were going in, so I think we expected to meet each other there. It was magical, still on that street on Boxing oh, Day. No other freaking shop open in the middle of the corner. Forbidden Planet. I have come for Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, oh, and um, Avenging Spider-Man fifteen because I did the. The postscript story. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And then I got them signed uh, like a year or so Dan, later Dan by Dan Sloth old Dan, along with the Addy Granov con exclusive variant of Superior Spider Man number one, which are the only two comics I've kept from my long box, which I have since sold. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the process, mate. I nearly, I nearly sold a Scotty Young print. <laughs> oh. me, by accident. Oh! I, I, sold, I sold uh my Infinity comics and. Yeah. In, I got the Scotty Young Baby Avengers variant in the arcade machine with yeah. the Thanos on the side and it's the, it's the movie lineup like Baby Avengers playing an arcade game. Yeah. Um, and in the back of the the bag and board, I had a print of it signed by Scotty Young that I'd got from Traveling Man. Oh, mate. And I nearly packaged it by accident when I shipped oh. that. But I saved it and it's now in a frame on my wall. So Fantastic. I'm really happy. I've got, um, I've got amazing number one from... That the Marvel Now one, Marvel yeah, Now, yeah. yeah, and Superior Number One signed by Dan Slott. Nice, um, but I, I, I put them aside as nice. possible as investmenty kind of things. But I've got a Dan Slott book that I'm. Do you know what? That's actually and that's a personal cultural moment that I really get to enjoy. Making nine is ten. Yeah, and one of the episodes randomly being like a four-hour Skype conversation like, with my favourite Spider-Man writer. Befriending Dan Slott. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking he, big one, yeah. Because he, 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 was, he was obviously, it was that thing of like, he, he was talking to somebody, you know, he was a fan, I was a bit nervous and stuff, but he was just like, oh no, he's really pleasant and fun, this is great. He's like a um, good dude. And like, sort of three hours in, we'd already recorded the episode and had a, a big chat. 
Oh, we're just talking about comics and stuff that he's working on. Comics I think he was just relieving because he could obviously talk about stuff that he wasn't allowed to talk about, talk about for another week or so. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like in confidence. It was like, look, I'm telling you this. You can't tell anyone, and it doesn't matter if you tell anyone locally because no one's fucking believing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of vibe. Of, <laughs> he had the opportunity to talk yeah, to yeah. across the pond. So it wasn't like one well, like big company secrets, but it was it was stuff like he showed me a layout of Silver Surfer issue eleven, which is the one that it's a Mobius strip. Oh yeah, yeah. And I he was like, that he was like, you need to yeah, see yeah. how mental this is. Like, look at this thing, and he showed me like he's the white there's a whiteboard in the back of his office, and it was just covered in Michael Aldrin's like pat like pat. You know, so, so he so sort of like mapped it out and Dan was figuring so out good. how to do the dialogue. So when I met him to thank him for nine is ten at LSCC that year. Yeah. Uh, I brought an, I brought the issue eleven of Silver Surfer and he signed the front. You see it's on the stairs. Mm-hmm. He signed the front to me and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is, it was just such a wonderful thing. I every time I look at that, I think I did a celebration of my favorite series of Doctor Who on the tenth anniversary of the show coming back with my favorite Spider Man writer, and then he signed this Silver Surfer comic book for me that he told me about before it came out. Yeah. That one little comic book holds so much of a weird cultural significance for me that I, I, I love that thing to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. oh, and birth of our first child as well. <laughs> yes, that's pretty important. You know? Yes, um, that was a hell of a labour. And little, little Jerome. Um, I, I, <laughs> they when they saw me back together, they didn't quite line the two halves up. <laughs> so you've so, got you got two halves of a belly button. No, I, I, I no, I just, I just piss funny. Oh. <laughs> All right. Next email. <laughs> Oh God! Um, this uh, this is a new. Uh, this is someone who's not emailed in before. Uh, I'm so, just pissed, funny. So weird title. So digital marketing, SEO, SMO, PPC, mobile <laughs> application, responsive website comes in from uh, Santosh. Oh. Uh, it says hi. Uh, we'd like to inform you a very important issue regarding your website, which is the reason why you are losing lots of traffic. I think the main reason we're losing lots of traffic, Santosh, is we don't have a fucking website. Um, <laughs> Your website is great in terms of design and content. Good to know. Uh, However, it doesn't follow search engine guidelines, so it has a very low visibility in search results. Well, search results generally don't return fucking non-existent websites, do they, Santosh? Um, We've done a thorough SEO audit of your website and found it has a big potential to generate more revenue than what it might be earning at the present. I mean, that's impressive to do a thorough audit of something that doesn't exist. I know. That's pretty cool. And yes, we have generated a report for the same as well. Oh, snap. We'd be glad to share the SEO audit report with you so that you can check it yourself and find out what should be done to make it SEO friendly. If you are interested in the free of cost and no obligations audit and keywords recommendation report, please reply to this email and one of our consultants will share the report. Regards, Santosh, Digital Marketing Manager. Oh, it's, it's, thank you for showing your appreciation of the show, Santosh. That, thanks, thanks for that. Jesus, this is a long email! <laughs> Who's this from? Uh, this one comes in from George. George? Um, yeah. Titled, Big Damn 100th Anniversary, or... The unexpected virtue of Herndel's horn. It's not here, but uh, it's here. It's in a drawer. It's up uh, my bum. Um, disclaimer: You will need a lot of syrup for all the waffle in this email. Uh, Matt, please read in the voice of my mate Jim, open to interpretation. Only clue I'll give you is that he's a Libra. Oh! Ah! 
<laughs> oh, greetings, bulbous, dirty courgettes. I was making good progress to get back onto the present until the unfortunate incident with a toaster meant I overshot and ended up seeing episode 200 live from the death zone on Gallifrey. By the way, fantastic CGI work putting Richard Herndl's face over a superb performance from Guy Lambert. Also, brilliant idea to have Michael Grade officiate the face-off between RTD and The Moth. If you haven't guessed already, I have a few Doctor Who questions that are in need of some reluctant answers. Can you help me? No. Firstly, oh. after reading up on some episodes of Doctor Who, it originally started off very different from the final product. Are there any episodes of either original or new hue that you think would benefit from use of a different character, actor, or villain? <laughs> you can't use the obvious answer, which would be an actual plot between Series 7 and 9. My choice would be Timothy Dalton reprising his role as Rassilon in Hellbent, because I think it would have made his character have some actual screen presence and make me actually give a shit about the Time Lords. Well, it, had, it definitely had some context, because it made you feel like this was indeed falling off from the end of um... the end of time, wouldn't it, if it was actually Dalton? Because instead, yeah. it's just, he's called Razalon at once, and you see him with the gauntlet, basically. <laughs> That's the only connection you have to it being the same character. And it's like, why is he regenerated? What's happened? And why would he regenerate into an older man that's much older? My main one, my main one, is... I really would have liked to have Eccleston around for the 50th. You know, even if he wasn't one of the Doctors participating in the story as a bulk, have him be like... The, the have him be the cherry on top. Yeah, uh, just for him to have been there and been involved. Even, even if it's just, even if it's just, you know, when it does the shot of I'm from my next trick, which obviously was put in there to make us go, yay, the one who brought it back. Like, mm. have it be an original moment. Um, Do you know what I mean? Even if it's just that, it's like they shoot a, a moment especially, so you'd go, oh, there it is. That would oh, make me happy. Are there any? Oh, pardon me. <gasps> are there any characters you would have liked to have seen stick around as companions? Like one of characters. Yeah. <clears throat> I always think that, I can't remember his character's name now, but Frank Skinner's character from Mummy and the Orient Express. Oh, yeah, he was that, right? Should have gone into the TARDIS. So, yeah. like, I'll be like, oh, you could, because I think he does, doesn't he? So, then he's like, oh, you could do, this needs fixing or whatever, this, that, the other. Yeah. The Doctor should have kept him round. Yeah. And then we shouldn't have seen him again until, like, the middle of the next series. Like, in the middle, no, do you know what I mean? Like, in the middle yeah, of the next series, yeah, he yeah. comes out and says, like, I'm making a brew, do you want one? And just have the Doctor be like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, I've been, do you know, and just like, he's been hanging around. He's been happy as Larry because he's obviously just found an area where he's yeah. like a kitchen, the bedroom, and he's just been fixing shit throughout Loving the it. whole thing. And just yeah, be like, oh, okay. Like, so not a companion um, to say, but, you know, a, a pre Nardo Nardo, if you will. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I'm Frank Skinner. <laughs> and a complete absence. A complete absence name. of Nardo would have been an improvement. Um, I don't know, we kind of liked him. I'm Nardo! It ate it! <laughs> it ate my whole body! Oh, so good. My um, Nardo is the, is the best so, thing to come so out of Nardo. So, so good. Um, okay, uh, next one. Secondly. On the subject of stories we never got to see, what classic partly or completely missing serial do you regret not being able to see in its entirety or at all? 
Charlotte's master plan. And do you think they will ever be found, or would you be happy with an animated a recreation? I don't know, considering the soundtracks pretty much exist for almost everything. Yeah. I'm fine animate with that animated shit. recreations, but even if, even, if, even if not fully animated, just like original illustrations to do like the tele, the, the tele yeah. snapped versions. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes the animation is like, oh, okay. But rewatching the Marco Polo recreation yeah. the other day, tele snapped works fine. See, because I, I love, love Power of the Daleks, but I yeah. haven't seen the animated version. Yeah, because I spent so long. So I'm spent so long. I listened to the the cassette release with the Tom Baker linking narration. Oh, in, where, where he's remembering in it as character. A doctor, yeah. yeah. Um. So many fucking times yeah. that I you don't. Love that story. I don't need visuals for it. Yeah. But by the same token, I would love to see what the original version looked like. Um. But yeah, in terms of. In terms of missing stories, there aren't any that I have a particular urge to see complete. Um, I just would like to see more of them complete. That'd just be nice. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think do do a box set called like Lost in Time yeah. Two. Yeah. And basically, like spend as much time as you want on it to entertain. Take every soundtrack for every currently missing serial and that you have the soundtrack of, yeah. and do telesnaps either from telesnaps or from illustrations, yeah. And just not even not full blown animation, just illustrations like commission like fifty per story, yeah, yeah. Just do that, put that out, call it Lost in Time Two, and it's it's like an update because Lost in Time was yeah. obviously Lost in Time was every bit of every story that still exists in some way. So it's like an episode of this here and an episode of that there and some audio here. This could be a, here we go, we've taken everything that as of 2016, 2017 yeah. releases has yet to be found, and here's, the way, like, if you wanted to box out everything, mm. buy this, and this fills in your gaps. Tell you, you know what I mean? Like, that, that'd tell be you, fine by Tell you what you do. So you do. get to enjoy the story in some way. What you do is you get a blank VHS, uh, and you send it off to Loose Cannon, Yeah. and they what they do is they record their fan-made reconstruction, and then they send it back to you. It's great. While we're at it, we'll ask BBV for all of their and then you uh, just, spin-offs. Then you just, uh, you know... Shake down with you. Just rip that to a, to digital with your special VHS to digital converter. Sorted. Upscale it. Um, I, oh, God. For me, it's not so much the missing stories as it is I would have... The thing that I would... If I could go back in time and save anything, I would go back and make sure Sharda got finished. I mean... Yes, no, yes, it it's is. Not that good. No, it's no, really no. Good. No, the best thing to come out of Sharda is the fact that it wasn't finished, so they had to record that weird introduction. Oh, of the VHS where Tom so Baker good! Randomly in the museum, just goes Sharda. Like, um, that's the best thing to come out of Sharda. I, in my opinion. I, I loved that that VHS. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. I like that um, museum. There's a museum in the moving image, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I went there. I've got, I've got some pictures in the photo albums. Did you buy any Dapol toys? Uh, no, no, I bought them from the uh, Dapol factory slash Who Museum in Hangover. No, that's the one I've been to. That was the one I went to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Circle. It was lovely, that. I shat myself when I first saw, um, I think it was an Ice Warrior. Oh, yeah. And the Mara, the Mara like, was stuffed into a glass case, wasn't yeah. it? A lot of that stuff ended up in Blackpool. Because um, I remember it eventually, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, that got shut down, and I don't know where all that stuff went. Because not all of it came back for the official exhibitions. Yeah. Um, Did that one, I was going to say, yeah, there's so many monsters we've not seen return for... Because yeah. I went to the Doctor Who um, 
experience yeah. about a week before it closed and yeah I, I, they brought some new stuff in that was being refurbished and I was thinking to myself there's still gaps here like yeah. do you know what I mean there's monsters I know I've seen in previous exhibits that aren't here. I think it's all in private collections now honestly yeah um, they also like crammed as much series 10 stuff as possible into the final segment of, of yeah. the exhibit hall because it was still going out at the time so it was like quick we've done it I think it just finished I would like to see a permanent home for all that classic series stuff though Oh, the classic series especially, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because there's still plenty about. Um, okay, uh, uh, what else? Hello, I'm John Pertwee. This museum is dedicated to my 75,000 velvet shirts. I've got to get back into character. Um, <laughs> per- I personally would love to see Marco Polo because of the sheer ambition of the scale of the story so early in the show's run that cements where it was going and what the show wanted to do. Ideally, one day I hope all missing episodes are discovered so we can finally enjoy and appreciate Hartland Trouton's tenures in their entity as they were meant to be. Um, I don't think we're going to find any more, you know. No. I think we found I'd all we're going to find. I'd love to have the Dalek Master Plan. Yeah. I'd but, love to have but that. But you'd always... Because I think the Feast of Stephen, which is episode 7, the Christmas one, mm. where, he, where he turns it on to the camera and says... And to all of you at home. Um... I, I believe that is one of the episodes that's confirmed to have never been like sold on abroad mm. or copied or anything. Yeah. So that's gone. Yeah, we have that clip. Yeah. Because it was played on the stuff, I guess. Unless there yeah, that's a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of the like extant clips, they're either from the when shows it, like Blue Peter yeah. and stuff where they got yeah. hold of they, they, was, they just went to the archives. Grabbed a bunch of stuff to use to yeah, make montages and clipped from. it off to yeah. Yeah. So that stuff survived from that. They, they, they've had a and... like whole episode as well, haven't they? Because they were just there. Yeah. That it was like found, found amongst Blue Peter shit. And oh, a, here's an episode a, of like uh, freaking you know, uh, uh, Reign of Terror yeah. and shit like and that. And a bunch years, of uh, yeah. censor clips as well. Yeah. Clips that were cut by the censors in other countries. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would I would love to see more. What's, um, what's the but I don't think it's the master plan. Uh, the one where it's yeah, mission, mission to the Unknown. Yeah, where it's ju- it's just a but it's basically like the Legion of Doom and Doctor Who. It's like a bunch of the villains at that to that that point yeah. so far. And like going absolutely. like we're gonna do this shit and this that yeah. and the other and then like because it's the only other appearance of Peter Butterworth, isn't it? As the as the monk, the meddling monk. Is it? Yeah, he appears oh. in that one because it's, it's after the time meddler. And it's like it's 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 almost like a, oh that story's gonna carry on. Of course, then it never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see that hmm. one. I'd like to see that one in some form. That would be nice. Um, Although the chase will take some beating. <laughs> Why is that man dressed as Freddy Stone's monster just, able to lift a Dalek? Just don't. Just don't. Why is that um, lift a Dalek? Uh, and finally, if Doctor Who was never taken off air in 1989 and you had the choice of casting the Eighth Doctor, Companions and the Master, who would you choose and Why? My choices would be Emma Thompson as the Doctor, facing off against John Cleese's master, with maybe Colin Firth as an Ian Chesterton-style companion. Thanks for the answers, and more importantly, thank you both for making 100 wonderful episodes of my favourite podcast on the internet. You had me with the Scotch Egg joke in episode one, and they've just got better and better ever since. I didn't think there were people so well-versed in nodology. So here's to many more episodes with the big damn boys. Thank you for everything, Chris and Matt. Goodbye, my dears. George. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Nardology, by the way. No, it's nerdology, but we're actually well-versed in Nardology. 
Um, it's true. We hate money. Whole money. Um, Emma Thompson in the nineties. Yeah, like that's a hell of a that's a hell of a pick. Yeah, Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Nineties. It was going to be. Um, were we not doing travel shows? It was going to be Richard worried. Griffith, wasn't it? Yes. It, what do you know? I think how, what that would have done to it. No, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that would be the casting choice that would have made people flock back do you, to it. Do you think the ratings would have bloomed? But it... Oh. <laughs> Fat joke. <laughs> I think it's time we called them, we called them Jolly Jokes. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, uh, sure. Jolly Japes, um, as you will. Jolly Japes. I'm such a jolly fellow. <laughs> Bubbly. Um, lots of that. personality. Um, I... Yeah, I... As much as I... Yeah, who would have been a good 90s? And Yvette Fielding is the companion. Not because she's perfect, but it would have stopped her from making Most Haunted in the late 90s. Hey! Um, Mary loves Dick. Um, Craig Charles is the doctor. No, Craig Charles is the companion. Um, as himself. As it's Dave just, Lister. He's just Craig Charles. Just as Dave Lister. Um, no, not as Craig Charles. God. Craig Charles like, is Craig Charles. Where's my companion gone? Just exits the TARDIS bathroom with a leather coat from his nose. Um, no. Right. Um, um, allegedly. Not allegedly. No, not he's talked very openly no, about it's it. it's fine. Um, he's made some mistakes. <laughs> I made a few. I've I had mistake. my fair share of coke sucked up my face and I've still come through. Oh, did you hear, by the way, about Bohemian Rhapsody? The film? Yeah. The bit. It doesn't feature any of his AIDS stuff. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. It cuts off at Live yeah. Aid. Live Aid's the end of the film. The eighty-five. I'm gig. suddenly not interested in it. Anymore. Well, you know why that's happened, haven't you? We talked about it before about how. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frank it's a compromise. Yeah. This way, it's a story. Freddie's the central character. But it's a story but this about. This way, it's a story about Queen and their success, um, not a story about Freddie. Anyway, fucking bullshit, isn't it? Nineteen eighty-nine Doctor Who casting. However, I will um, go and watch it because I'm a massive Queen nerd and I love the fact that um, Kenny Everett will be a character in a film. So, <laughs> Kenny Everett. As the doctor. Well, he, he couldn't have played him in the nineties. He was dead oh, by yeah, nineteen But um, in an alternate eighties, Kenny Everett would have played a slightly raunchier, like sort of sixth or seventh doctor, and that would have so been wonderful. Good. So good. Um, Tom Baker again. <laughs> Everyone yeah, wants the Tom dark Baker dimension. Again. Again. <laughs> the dark dimension. Uh, John Nathan Turner. <laughs> John Nathan Turner right. finally gets to stop producing the show, but he has to star in it. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> An Eric Sayward script edit. I just, I just thought, I just thought, you know, it'd be quite, it'd be quite good if you, uh, if you, if you could see more blood. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks for your input. <laughs> Pippin J Baker, the companion. Oh Christ! <laughs> no. Moving swiftly no. on. Um, no, Chris Chibnall's the villain. Uh, Young Chris Chibnall's the villain. He comes in and keeps Chris, questioning them to their tiny face. Tiny Chris Chibnall. Um, <laughs> This one comes in from Lewis. Um, Louis Hewis and the newest. Terrible that, isn't it? Hello, Big Nat Boys. Hi. Happy 100 eps. Oh, babe. I've loved listening for the past 100 weeks, and I can't wait for another 100. Oh, I mean, don't cut your fucking chickens. We might be dead. Favourite moments. (laughs) Favourite moments include... Matt's Pokemon Go rant in episode four. Jesus Christ! Uh, yes. The in-depth look backs on the Arkham series and Ghostbusters. We want to do more of those in-depth we episodes. Do want to it's do just more be, it's just prior planning and shit, isn't it? Uh, Big Damn Spider Month over on the channel. That interview with Tom Holland still kills me, and many, many more. I love the um, ending to that so, so much. Good. I not um, to toot my own horn with the ending, I, think but I just love. How, I love. Um, I love when it snaps out. I just, yeah. Thanks for being Thanks a for genuine sure. highlight of my week, guys. Oh. Bye. 
Um, oh, thanks, Huey, Thank Clarissa, uh, and we, we, we do want to focus more on the channel. It's just finding the time and planning stuff. So. And laptops not being dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got plans. I haven't been able to record anything yet. Um, we've been saying that for about a year. <clears throat> we'll be back. And in greater numbers. <laughs> uh, but if you want more of us during the week, go on Twitch, guys. This comes we're in... We're twitching like corpses that aren't quite corpses yet. This comes in with Luke. From Luke. We're from Luke. Um... Hopefully, I'm in time to discuss my favourite bittersome moments. Stop leaving it so late, right, um, Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay, I'm sorry. <laughs> on your birthday. You can't do the mime on an audio podcast. Stop it. Lindsay Buckingham. Sorry. My favourite <laughs> moments actually involve my emails. It feels more personal. Fair enough. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, we, love ha- we love having emails from you guys. Anyone who's listening who's never sent one, my Matt do Lucas, it, guys. My let's, Ma- let's say hi. My Matt Lucas interview reaction was great, although you turned it off before Matt's question was read out. Did I? Did we? I, I remember that. Did, did we miss it? Did we, I thought we watched all of the Matt Lucas thing. We did. Unless, ah, unless we watched all of it outside of the episode, then we got oh, okay. to yeah, the yeah, yeah. recording. Um, and when Chris left a message to my friend telling him not to be creepy, it's true. I did enjoy Guy coming on as Santa, and I hope we'll be back on the show sometime. We're always trying to get Guy on, but he's too busy. Too busy being doing Smash the Media and other great stuff. Um, <laughs> too, With his eyes. Too his good mind. for us. Um, would he's, either, he's from us now. He's from us. Would either of you be free in the coming weeks to come on my podcast via Skype and review your film? I am very expensive, also I'm moving. Um, and I have no means of Skyping yeah. now because my laptop freaking bricks. We'll keep so you updated. Um, when, I, when I'm in a better financial position to have yeah. more tech, ask us again. That'd be lovely. <laughs> um, in, my ne- in the next email, I will attach the video my friend was and still is obsessed with. Thanks to Ginger Luke. Sent from his iPhone. Um, oh, God. Not from his iPhone. What, what video can we interest? Probably something heinous. Oh, can't wait for that. Um... <laughs> Finally, this one comes in from Matthew, not me, number one. Oh. Um, There's more than one of you. Big damn 100. Sweet baby Jesus. Hi, guys. Hey. Love the show. Oh, we love you. Been listening since the Arkham podcast in the very early days and really pleased to see you reach this milestone. More like a millstone. Am I right? Up top. Um, okay. Uh, some of my favorite podcasts have been the Capaldi podcasts. Two captivating deconstructions of why the first two seasons of this era just did not work. Again, we do want to do more on the deep dive style podcasts, but yeah. I love a good deep dive. Um, the Spider-Man movie podcast, sure. a fantastic retrospective into the highs and lows of both franchises and insight into how the character's representation has changed cinematically over the years and why. Um, the It podcast, one of the most in-depth and interesting reviews of one of 2017's most memorable movies about spreadsheets and data. Oh, the IT podcast. No. Um, yeah. Oh, what was the episode called? It came from outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The it podcast. I, I enjoy it. Um, and of course, any letter from Tom Monte is an absolute treasure. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys, and thank you for producing hundreds of hours worth of lovely entertainment, Matt. Thank you. You know, on average, thank you. On average, each episode is between one and two hours long. Yeah. So we've probably produced over two hundred hours by now. Of big damn cast. Yeah, but people don't listen to it all because a lot of it's bollocks. But they just fast forward to the good bits. There are good bits. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, gals, people of whatever gender, and um, species, pronouns of your choice. Um, thank you for sticking with us for a hundred episodes. Thank you for helping us grow slowly, slow and, and small as it's been. Thank you for 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 giving us a reason to carry on. Um, 
and carry on we shall for however many more episodes people four. want to listen. Four. For four episodes. Four episodes. Because um, <laughs> that will be our actual two years. And then we're going to pack it in. No, no we're not. Um, well, uh, should, we, should we reveal what the plans are for 104, 104 as they stand? We are planning to... As it would be our two year anniversary upon episode 104. And we're looking to the, the whether this is better to do on um, Twitch or YouTube. But we are planning to live stream the 104th episode. Yes. So um, you'll be able to interact with us directly as it happens. Which will be nice. Um, we will plan a day. Uh, we will plan a streaming service where you can watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will be recording it then. And if you miss it, of course, it will then be going yeah. as usual at the end of that week. And of course, we'll go through the video archive. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, next week, we're going to be soloing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I need to, I need to squeeze it in somewhere in the week. I'm yes, it in. it's yeah. not, it's not until twenty fifth, so, um, which is the, like the day after this comes out. Uh, um, yeah, it's true. Oh, hang on. Uh, is that, is that it's on the Friday? 20th. Friday twenty fifth. It's the twenty second when we're recording this. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Friday twenty fifth. So I'll probably get a chance to see yeah. it Monday morning, maybe Tuesday morning. So. Um. Yeah. Keep an eye on the Twitch channel for streams. I'm probably not going to stream much, if at all. For the next couple of weeks because I'm moving house. And while I'm without my laptop, I'm going to be streaming mostly just PS4 content on official CBJ. But as usual, I will yeah. try to make sure that that is also hosted on Big Damn Stream. So if you subscribe to either channel, you can watch it. Yeah. Uh, same goes for my the Matty Watt channel on Twitch.tv. I'll probably do some straight from the PlayStation streams. Uh, play some Warframe and shit. Um, so join me for that. But you again, Warframe and shit. Yes. Like, whilst you're playing Warframe. Yeah, I angle the TV because because of where my bathroom is, I can angle the TV. Big, 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 a, big dog. Bounce it off a mirror, <laughs> and it and I can just. The, the, Are you the, referencing the, Ivan and Patrick? The blue t- yeah, the blue. T- <laughs> no, I'm, of course I'm not. I've never sat down and watched oh, all of it. Um, and bl- the Bluetooth on the controller just stretches through the wall, but. It's something I've discovered when my, oh. when my Wii U was my Wii U was set up. It's not set up anymore. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Oh god, it looks so weird. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's in a box labeled Nintendo with all my Nintendo stuff. Um, Should have written Sega on it just to fuck with the delivery that, people. You see where my bathroom is, yeah? Yeah. It's like less than less than six feet away from my from my TV stand. Yes. Because of my weird flat layout. Yeah. The signal to the Wii U pad, you know, the one with the screen on where you can mm. turn the screen, wouldn't stretch through into the bathroom. But isn't that the point of the pad? No, so you could take it into another room and keep playing the game? No. no. That's not the point of the pad. No, no, apparently not. Oh. Can I take it to another room? I couldn't take it into the bedroom. It's like, what, 10 feet away? That is terrible. Yeah. But isn't that the point of the Wii U pad? No, the, 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 the point games is, you can sort the, of take the point into the room. So you can play it while someone else is watching the TV. Yeah, so, so it would be on your pad then? It would be on the, the pad itself? Yeah, it worked in this room. You could go out of this room and just lose signal. That's terrible. I know, it's terrible. I, love, I do like that console though. I know, have you noticed that it's basically getting a second life as a bunch of ports for the Switch mm. now? Well, I, I in, am, terms of its, in terms of the content that it I'm going to be interested because it's E3 in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be very interested to see what the new Pokemon game is. Rumours are it's a remake of Yellow. Based ah. on the Sun and Moon engine, enhanced version of the Sun and Moon engine, I oh, uh, which is going to come in Pikachu and Eevee versions. Can you play current DS games on previous DSs? No, you can play because uh, I've, I've got a DS Lite from twenty ten. You can play everything. And I would play the shit out of a Pokemon on a three on a yellow three remake. Because so, obviously, I'm but that, no, it's going to be a Switch. It's going to be a Switch game. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was this pretty. Is, they are transitioning from 
DS to Switch. So the way that they're doing it is by remaking a classic that amalgamated the first generation into Quite one possibly. experience. Rumor I'm guessing is, focusing on the first 151 then. And well, rumour is it's going to be called Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu version and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee version and will communicate with Pokemon Go because in the Pokemon Bank... Uh, for 3DS, which is like the sort of online storage system for Pokemon yeah. that, lets, that lets you transfer from 6th gen games to 7th gen games and between them, yeah. like, like mass transport and stuff, and lets you store all your, like 3,000 Pokemon online or whatever that you can't put in your games. That is also uses forward and generate generation. That's how you move Pokemon forward now. Um, someone data mined that recently, and in a recent update, data was added so Pokemon... On the uh, in the data field where it tells you where you got what game you got the Pokemon on and where you got it, uh, it had been added as um, originally met in Pokemon Go. Right. Oh snap! So okay. that's something. Jesus. Are you saying that we've got shit to talk about for at least four more episodes? Pussy brew. But I mean, we're not going to know any more until um, E three. Yeah. E three. So. Which is going to be a big episode title. Uh, big episode title, big episode topic. A lot of stuff's going to come out. Of Speaking of coming out. Uh, let's come out of the recording session. Hey! Ladies and gents, bigdamncontact at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Let us know. Can you think of anybody who started more live action comic book appearances in film and TV? Let Can you think know. of any other podcasts that have gone for 100 episodes? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can name you five off the top of my head. They're all Smodco shows. No, not even Smodco. <laughs> not in, not even including Smodco shows. My goodness. Yeah. So what he's saying is, we're not that special. No, we're not that special. Big Damn but Cast. we love you all. Not that special. Well, well. 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 Oh, no.